it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com Hey, this is Molly Rennick from Living Dead Girl. I'm Jeremy Saffer, rock photographer. Hey, this is Buzz Black. Hey guys, this is John Karabi. Hey there, this is Ron Wasserman, the nut that wrote Go Go Power Rangers. What's up guys, I'm John with Sunday Friend. You're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hi guys, what's going on? It's the Chronicles of Podcast here. It's only the 70th edition. You get to 70, it's a bit like, Jesus Christ. I'm surprised people still listen to this. We seem to be going that way, not that way. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, well, let's just say it's the show of Benjamin Button in a way. Um, I like that. I do believe, Jamie, that these right here are the chronicles of not Monday, no, not Wednesday, friend, no. It's a Sunday, friend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is a good one, guys. You're going to love it. Game show wave, game show smiles. Let's get ready for another edition. Hit it. Hello everybody and welcome to the 70th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast and these are the Chronicles of Sunday Friend. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie and joining me as always, as always, this handsome bugger over right there. I'm sorry Miss Jackson, who... I am for real. It's the Scotsman Tom. What's going on, guys? Jamie, so, okay, let's trace back a bit. You remember, got the vid, COVID-19, got the vid, have oh, you? Yeah, you got the, the vid? vid? I should have got the vid, that. right? <laughs> then do you remember Platy Jobs for the Platinum Jubilee? Uh, do not remind me of Platy Jobs, please. Well, Jamie, there's a new one. They've now decided to rename the cost of living crisis. Do you want to know what they call it these days, the kids? Something like the Cosy Lives or some shit like that. Cosy Lives. Cosy Lives. It's Cosy Lives. Some of them wrote, I can't go that low. Sorry, babe. Especially all the Cosy Lives and all that jazz. Cosy Lives slang for cost of living crisis. No. Cosy Lives. Do you know what's going to happen eventually as we get older? There's going to be no complete words anymore. We're just going to talk in like slang and 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 probably letters more than anything else. Can you imagine the conversation with a bit a bit here. No, I'm a. That makes complete sense, Dave. I'll see you later. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen in it. Well, what's worrying is the idiots that come up with this shit are the people that are going to be in power in twenty to thirty years' time. So this will be the actual name for these things. Yeah, and I'm sorry, still be a message from number from number ten. We're currently going through a cosy lives crisis. <laughs> Fuck. That dare you club over there? We're in proper bang fucked in it. <laughs> yes, Prime Minister. <laughs> and then he went to supermarket or Epperona. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's devastating, isn't it? Devastating. <laughs> Sorry, devastates. Absolute devastates, bruv. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to add 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 to our uh, add to our list of why this the fuck is good can we news, Chancellor. Properly? This news is absolutely sick, isn't it, Chancellor? <laughs> okay, I hate the fact I t- I, yeah, it makes me a bit sick. I say, oh, and now a word from number ten. Class proper gas to that, innit? it? It's not peak. It's not peak. Um, yes, kids. Y- yeah. Anyway, Jamie, I've noticed in TV series, right, when there's like high-ranking officials, why is it in TV series um, when they get out of cars they always smolder, and then the bad guy goes, ah. It's a high-ranking official over there. I must kill him. <laughs> Don't they? they when, it, when there was like a start of a TV series, like a really high-ranking officer, president, whatever they are, head of FBI, always gets out of the car and goes, looks around, and then they walk into wherever they're going and have their coffee and gin or whiskey or whatever. And there's always a van, always a van, on the opposite side of the road, a bit further down, going like, Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's definitely, he's the high rank. He smouldered when he got, did you see that smoulder? It's that guy over there that's smouldering. He's the important one. Let's take him out. <laughs> he looked around for a good three minutes, Dave. So let's go get him. Poison him or something. <laughs> is this something <laughs> I know? I wa- absolutely right. <laughs> I watched that treason show with Charlie Cox. And the very first, one of the first scenes is the guy gets out the car and goes, <laughs> and looks around and I was like, and he's obviously the head of something. He ends up being the head of the fucking CIO era. I was like, oh, there you go. He's the important one. <laughs> Looking like a yeah. cocky twat. <laughs> Just nuts. Oh, I was like, why, why do they always do that? So I was like, well, I'm writing that now for the podcast. Like... <laughs> Next time I watch an episode of 24, I'm going to look out for that now. If someone turns around and does that, he's important. When Derek Palmer gets out of the car, he's like, yes, I'm here. I've arrived. I don't know if you yeah, can but... see what I just did there. David Palmer can do anything. I don't care. He's allowed. Well, yeah, exactly. He is. He is the king. He, he is. is the king. He's my president. I'll tell you. He's not. <laughs> I'm so proud of you right now. <sighs> we'll see what happens as you get on into the later series. But yeah, no, no. More so, on that later. <laughs> the one, the one thing that really baffled me this week, and this is probably going to be one of the dumbest things I've ever said: the human body, Jamie. Yes. Right? Yes. Who decided that it's like, so food goes here, then you chop, 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 and then you like do a swallowing motion where you like throw the food back and it goes and it keeps you alive. It basically gives you all these nutrients so that you can keep walking and you see through these things in your face, okay? And they, be, but don't damage them because you never get them again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such a weird concept of how we like live and breathe. Like we have to inhale invisible <laughs> shit to stay alive and then breathe out. Shit, that would, but how do we know 
that we're breathing out the carbon dioxide. Not, do you know what I mean? How do we know that the body's doing? I mean, we're still here. That's probably the main thing. But um, it's kind of a weird concept of just how the whole thing works, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was it was the phrase. How do we decide? I don't think we decide. I think it just comes natural to us. But, but no, but who? But who made I, that I, discovery? I, I, do you mean? I guess you get into that point of the whole like, is it science or is it God? And I mean, grow science. up, it's definitely science. But <laughs> it's just like it's just kind of nuts, isn't it? How we formed into this. It so is. I, 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 yeah, the human body is fascinating. Absolutely fast. And then you get, and then you <laughs> look at look at an animal outside and go, "Hmm, cow, yummy. Dog, no, not yummy." But who found <laughs> you, that out? You best friend. You not yummy. You best friend. Yeah, but who who found <laughs> that out? Who went? Well, it's got to try, ain't you? Oh God, no! <laughs> try holding it over some heat for a bit first, Dave. Not you bad. might find that's, not a, bad. that's a bit. It's a bit too rough. <laughs> I'll see myself out. See you later. Hey. I know what you mean. I also love the fact that someone just stood there one moment. How does that work then? Let's find out. <laughs> How am I breathing? This is interesting. I'm going to go work this out. So sounds a thing. So what we'll do is we'll put we'll put two weird bits of skin on either side of the head. How about that? Yes, and we'll call them ears. Yeah, that sounds perfect to me. Um, they used to be called hears, but you know it made no sense for the, the actual concept of listening and then the actual thing that does it. So we'll split the words up. We'll get the end of hears, so ears, and then hear since the beginning of that word. We'll split it in half. How about that? <laughs> now I feel really dumb because I've never put that together. Ears, hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never put yeah, that together. I, 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 just, I just made it up, Jamie, just there and then. So <laughs> don't share it with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a whole thing as well as like god created man if he did there's no way in hell he'd create it like this this is all natural no one designed this because it's fucking well who weird. created him then good question let's not get into the theological debate yeah sorry it just <laughs> it just makes no sense to me if anybody is religious listen to this i'm really sorry I'm just just dead against it i'm just dead against it like uh, it causes more fucking harm than it's worth. Anyway, let's move on because anyway. <laughs> the Chronicles of Podcast got shut off the air this week due to the fact that Tom <laughs> came blabbing on about the Bibleism and God and shit. Bibleism. The show's been cancelled. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, how are you? Hello. I am good. I'm absolutely fucking knackered because I've just got home from work at half ten at night. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? How are you? What's, what's this? I don't know why I'm all repeating right, myself. Like Rain Man, right? All right, all right, yeah, right, yeah, right. That's, that's what's going on in here, so then is it? <laughs> Jamie, right there, Jamie, Jamie, okay, Jamie, you well, Jamie, Jamie, you well? Good, yeah, all right, okay. Oh, talking yeah, on a walkie talkie. <laughs> it was Roger. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm, I'm actually buzzing. Um, so I've got some time, to, I've got some space, got some time to myself. It's quite nice. Um, it's, the other half has gone away uh, for a couple of days, so I actually get the bed to myself. It's going to be grand. Um, obviously, of course, you've been doing the really wanky, shitty shifts this week, so we've had to record late night recording. Recording. I suppose a lot of always be done that actually. The late night one, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we're moving things around. We're moving, moving things because. Yes, as you know, your boys have been um, taken on by the Razor's Edge Rocks 
Um, what a company to work for. Obviously, because of your absolutely wanky ass shifts, I've already conducted a couple of interviews by myself. Um, but I'm gonna we're gonna start scheduling the show so that it all fits in nicely all together. So we're not having late night recording. Um, so and obviously, unless I lose my job or do something else, there'll never be a daytime one ever again. That's a very good point, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but what have you been doing myself, my friend? What have you been doing? I'll be honest, my friend, not a massive amount. I've mostly been reanimated, to be honest. I've just done a lot of working. Um, but other than work, we had a glorious interview, which you lovely people are about to hear later on in this episode. Uh, I had the kids stay this weekend instead of me going to them, which was lovely. I had Sam and Lena come stay, which was wonderful. We took them to Build-A-Bear because Lena wanted to spend her birthday slash Christmas money at Build-A-Bear. She spent just under £70 on a teddy bear. For some reason, I thought you were going to go 700 rather than so that's She probably that's, could have if I hadn't have reined her in slightly. That's she, mental. She got to the till with all this stuff and went, have you got enough money? She was like, yeah, no, and how much is it? She's like, I don't know. I was like, so how the fuck do you know you've got enough money then? <laughs> started adding all up. I was like, lucky for you, you do have enough, but get 70 quid on a teddy bear. And Sam brought one and then we had to buy one for Olivia because you can't exactly leave her out. I was like, God's sake, so much money on bloody teddy bears. I mean, you can. That's parenting. You know, they've got to learn, Jim. It's not very fair, is it? <laughs> but Sam found a Pokemon, one of his favourite Pokemon. He's like, I'm having it. He was gone. I was like, fair play. So what exactly... So Talk me through it because I don't understand why a teddy bear costs so much money. You want me to talk you through the process of build a bear? Yeah, what exactly made it come to this sort of... Basically, you buy the empty carcass of a teddy bear and then you can buy it some clothes, T-shirts, and dressing up outfits, etc. Lena's is now dressed like someone from Slytherin in Harry Potter. And then you can get like a voice box to put inside it. We can press on it and it makes a sound. There's ones where you can oh, yeah. record your own and I really wanted to record voices for the kids' teddy bears, but they wouldn't let me. I thought it'd be really funny. But no, they wouldn't let me do that for them. Um, and then you take it to some machine and the woman at the till makes you do some weird little ritual where you like hold, you basically get a little fabric heart to put inside of it and you have to rub it in your hands, rub it on your cheeks, you can put it in love and then hold it above your head and all this sort of shit. Then you stick it inside the teddy bear and then they basically put the teddy bear's ass on some tube and you fill it full of stuff in. And yeah, and that's about it, really. And then you take it to the till, and you fill in a birth certificate, and da da, teddy bear. That's mental. It's mental. It's expensive, but the kids fucking love it. So I've never, enough. yeah, but I've never thought. Of, I don't know. It's a concept. I don't know. It's kind of weird how that's yeah. kind of taken off. But I say kids love way. it. The whole time we were doing it, Becky was there, like, I really want to get one. I really want one myself. Like say, woman. <laughs> just, just no. You don't need another bloody teddy bear. There we are then. There we are then. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what else have I done this week? I've started back at the gym. So I've spent nice. the past two days dying because I'm horribly out of practice. But yeah, I had a rest day today because I fucking needed one because I was knackered. Um, I've played an awful lot of Animal Crossing. Like we brought that Switch. We brought four games, and I've literally just played Animal Crossing. I really need to start playing other games. It's mildly addictive. And other than that, I've been editing our Dublin Cross documentary. Yeah! Amazing. It's coming together, boys. It's coming together. 
I'm so excited to see it. Like, I can't wait. Um, obviously, we've got a bit of rigmarole to get through to get it all processed and whatnot, but I'm excited to get it out there for the world to see. Um, just just a shame you couldn't be there, Jamie, but there's always going to be oh, next yeah. time. It'd be there. It's a one and only. It's a one. It's a Chesney Hawks. Put it that it's way. A it's a Chesney. It's a Chesney Hawks. It's, it's a one and only. So don't stress. Don't fret. It's all good. It's all good. And watching-wise, I watched Avengers Endgame because I just felt like watching it because it's one of those films I was like... I need a comfort movie. I need a comfort movie. Ah, that film that made me cry five times. Let's watch that one. But it's just one of the best films ever made. I don't care. It's an incredible movie. And I am on season four, episode three of 24. Oh, you've oh. reached series four now. Oh. I did love, I loved series three. I really did. I know you didn't, you said it wasn't one of your favorites, but I really enjoyed season three. Season four has got a good, strong start though. But where's my president? Ha- how do you feel about the massive change in staff and characters? Everything's different, isn't it? It's nuts. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck is my president? Who are you? You are not my president. I know David Palmer said at the end of the last series he was stepping down and not running again, but you hold that glimmer of hope that he's going to do it again. But no, he didn't. I wasn't happy I'm about that. I can't remember who it is. I can't remember his name. For? I can't remember his name for the life of me. I think I know who it is. But it's, I don't, yeah, I can, I can picture the... the this new woman in charge of CTU, Arian, not a fan of her. Arian Driscoll, needs, yeah. She needs to get gone. Bring me back, my man. I know he's probably in prison, but get rid of him. Get rid of her. Bring him back. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's a good, it's a good strong start. It's a strong start. I'm really enjoying it. It's a good series. You're one series away from the probably one of the greatest series of ever ever been made. Season five is that the best one? Five, okay. five and seven, in my opinion, are the two elite. Series five, just just drink it in, okay? I'm looking forward to that now. Series five, it, four, four's good. Four's good. It's got some really sick bits in it, but five is just like you won't put it down. I absolutely guarantee that you'll to smash say, five. It's it's annoying. I'm trying to savor it, but at the same time, <laughs> it's so good. I just want to keep watching it. It's like, <laughs> but I have this weird. I've had this weird observation because I've been binging it and watching it constantly. I am so goddamn sick of the noise their telephones make in CTU. <laughs> it's such a you. weird fucking noise. How dare you? It's just doing my nutting now. That used to be my ringtone. I used to have a CTU shirt with Steve and CTU on the back of it. I used to have the lot. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. That's so good. Someone answer the phone. <laughs> it's the best ringtone ever, that is. It is the best ringtone ever. I think it's just because I've watched it so much. I'm like, oh my God, if I hear that tone one more time, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. It's been a quiet one for me. What about you, sir? Let me just have a quick old swig because I was, I was desperate for a swig while you were talking and then you oh, obviously okay. asked the question. It's always, by the way, when people eat food, they eat food. As soon as they put it in, you go, so how's your day? Oh, oh, oh when? <laughs> uh, that's go, oh, meal. What do you say? <laughs> that's all my favourite. If you're your meal, do you know what I might do next time? <laughs> what did you say, sorry, mate? <laughs> Just spit it on her. <laughs> I reckon they wait. They're, they obviously wait. They wait. Oh, they go in his mouth. And I come around and have some sort of pincer movement and go, have some out with your dinner there? I don't know. <laughs> it's rude to talk to someone they're eating. <laughs> um, Week. Yes, week. Um. It's been it's been all right. It's been okay. Been re-entering, obviously, as per usual. Um, we had that glorious interview with our good friend Sunday friend. 
on Saturday. <laughs> That's out this <laughs> Friday. Um, <laughs> These are the days of the week. <laughs> um, so that was absolutely grand. And obviously I mentioned I've done two Razor's Edge Rocks interviews, uh, one with Beyond the Black and one with Twilight Force. One is out next. Beyond the Black's out next week. Twilight Force, there isn't a date, but I imagine it's going to be next end of next week to the start of the week after. Um, but already been offered some unbelievable guests in that. So I've made sure, obviously, that yourself is free at the same time. Um, so that's been going absolutely amazing. So make sure you go and check out The Razor's Edge Rocks, wherever you get your podcast from. The interviews are only 25, 30 minutes. They're very, very short. Um, but, you know, I had so much fun with the guys this week. So I, I employ to go and check those bad boys out. Um, what else have I done, Jamie? So it was the final of the NFL regular season. Ooh. The Patriots had to lose, the Dolphins had to lose, and the Steelers had to win to get into the playoffs. The Patriots lost. Tick. Big tick. The Steelers won. Big tick. The Dolphins, however, decided to go and win their the fucking win, game yeah. in one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um. They won 11-6. Like, it was one of the worst games. The Jets couldn't have been more shit if they tried. Anyway, what's going to be hilarious is Miami are now going to waste that playoff spot because their main starting quarterback is injured and they'll get absolutely trashed. So what a waste of us. You might as well just give it to us. Oh, I'm joking. So, gutted, uh, gutted. But I'm excited now for the playoffs. Nuts, he was messaging me all Sunday night and I he was just giving it, me, giving it the big, oh, the Chiefs are going to win this year, the Chiefs are going to win. No, they won't. No, they fucking won't. I don't care if you've got number one seed, Nancy, if you listen to this, right? I don't give a shit. Them San Francisco 49ers are going to come right around the back door. All the Philly, the Philly Eagles are also mint, but they'll get knocked out. The 49ers will come around and go, oh, hi, Chiefs. I see your potential Super Bowl win, and I raise you ours. Um, but I'm looking forward to Rihanna in the halftime show this year. That should be good. Is that who's in the halftime so, show this year? Yeah, it should be really good. Um, so excited for that. So unfortunately, we got knocked out, but uh, we've never, we haven't had a losing season under Mike Tomlin at all. So Hall of Fame career for that man right there. And talking of the NFL, I reached out to some people for the show uh, earlier today. So hopefully everything crossed, everything crossed. I'd love to get um, someone for the NFL for you. And I'd just sit back and just <laughs> do it during Wednesday 13. But... It'd be so great. It'd just be absolutely amazing and so much fun. Uh, so everything crossed. Uh, for that one, we secured an absolutely amazing guest as well for this show uh, for the end of February. So I really, I can't wait for you guys to to mm-hmm. get your teeth, your fingers, your eyes, your ears into this bad boy. Um, that'll be out in March. So, oh, I love it. So great. Watching wise, um, me and Keris decided to have a bit of a movie marathon on Sunday before I smashed the NFL in their face. So we watched Luck on Apple TV um, with um, with his, his Simon Pegg and Whoopi Goldberg. Um, uh, basically, it's all about the land of luck and where luck comes from. And it's like good and bad luck. It's animated. It's like good okay. and bad luck and that sort of thing. It's, it's fucking sick. It's such no, it? a good film. So neither had we. We literally, because we got Apple TV for free, so we were flicking through it like, oh, that looks kind of good. Um, so we uh, put that on. And then straight after, we watched The Greatest Beer Run with Zac Efron and Russell Crowe. Heard that film? No. It's based on a true story on the Vietnam War, where a guy who's lazy as shit, played by Zac Efron, decides that all of his mates who are fighting the Vietnam War need a beer. 
So he travels from America to Vietnam with a whole sack full of beer and gives a beer to... It's Jamie, it's amazing. This it's is a an true amazing story. Amazing film. It's a true story. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Keris awesome. cried her eyes out at the end because they, they tell you all the actual story at the end. It's okay. incredible. Such a good film. I have that. to look out for that. The great beer run. I'll look out for that. that sounds the great. Greatest, the greatest beer run, yeah. Okay, I'll look out for that. that sounds great. It's on Apple TV. So I don't know if you have you can get it for free for like three months. Oh, I I literally, that. everything on Apple TV is like unreal. <laughs> I've never we're really watching, looked at it. <clears throat> we watch Slow Horses, obviously. Fucking phenomenal show. And now watch a show called Suspicion, which our wonderful Elizabeth Henstridge is in. Oh, my God. And a dude from Big Bang Theory, the Asian guy. His name has escaped me. Oh, um, um, It's Raj in Big Bang Theory. I can't remember his actor's name. Yes, but he's in it as well. Um, and it's, at, it's... What is it, Jamie? Superb. It really is. <laughs> it started off a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And as I got into it, I was like, oh, oh, fuck. It's, yeah, it's great. Really good. Uh, so that's highly recommended as well. And then we're going to watch Echo 3 and the Mosquito Coast afterwards. Um, Apple TV, because through the trailers are like, that looks good. That looks really good. That looks really good. That looks really good. So but are they all sound like spy missions? Mosquito 3, Echo 9. Mos- the Mosquito <laughs> Coast and Echo right. 3. Yeah. But that's all right. But yeah, <laughs> but there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Tom Holland movie called Cherry which looks really fucking good as well. Where he's a war veteran that's come out of the, out of the army and then he gets a drug addiction because obviously they get, the veterans get fucked over, don't they? I'm Holland as a war veteran. Isn't he like yeah. just an old enough to be a Boy Scout veteran? <laughs> yeah, he, looks, he looks like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've, we've been absolutely smashing through Apple TV. Um, other than that, I don't think I've watched anything else. AEW. Uh, obviously, you had the horrific news about WWE today, the rumours that are flying around. I think they've now said the rumours are actually false, so I'm holding out hope they are false. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, please, for God, be be false. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's the same people who bought Newcastle United, apparently. So, Oh, I didn't realise Newcastle United was brought by stake in Newcastle. And it was really fucking hilarious because Paddy Power were like, I can't wait to see Newcastle field their, their, their new 11 on Sunday with Randy Orton and Big E up front and stuff like that. It was really fucking funny. It's like on the rocket defence. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, I can't wait for WrestleMania when Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer on commentary. <laughs> that would actually be great. That would be so fucking hilarious. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, we, did, we watched the Goggle Box last night. And um, because I just love it, and at the very end of the episode, they did obviously Naked Attraction came on, and I was like, Oh no, the guy was a wrestler. Oh, really? I, yes, the dude was like, Yeah, I like, I like me some badge. And I'm like, oh god, it was really <laughs> like, but what he kept saying was, Love a vulva. Oh, look at that. Oh, she's got a great vulva. I'm oh. like, Stop saying vulva. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Who goes on national like, TV and keeps saying vulva? Oh. I know, and then he was like. Oh, Blue, would you be happy if I tombstone power drived you, but I wouldn't actually drill you to the floor? You know what I mean? No. I was like, oh, get him off the screen. He's doing my head in. What a cock. Yeah, I know, right? I'm hoping he's not someone that's well-known as a wrestler then. No, he was in the British wrestling scene, but you know what was absolutely amazing? Button mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) Button mushroom. Tiny penis, and I was like, "Ah, that's where that comes from." Then, <laughs> oh, 
sorry, this really made me laugh. I just reminded myself when we were watching the White Lotus. We finished all that now. We're watching the White Lotus. There's a scene where there's an Italian guy and he's completely naked, and Kerish just went, "Oh." And it just, it, it really, I think it might be one of those you had to be there sort of moments, but because it just suddenly appeared, she was, we just sat there watching it and she just went, oh, <laughs> just an Italian cock on TV. <laughs> it was fucking hella. She knew it was doing us, it was a proper way to go, oh, oh. Um. <laughs> I love that still at the age of mid 30s, we see a penis or anything on the screen, we still act awkward and surprised. Like, oh, it really made me laugh. It was, just, it was just the way she just went, but it wasn't even like it just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is swallowed it whole. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Matt Jay, off the top of my head, I don't think I've done really done anything. We're just here. Here we are now. <laughs> Like she'd swallowed it whole. Anyway. <laughs> ah, that made me chuckle. Anyway. <laughs> well, it sounds Thanks like me. to me we're all caught up, my friend. Absolutely. Brayden! Call mine down. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Brayden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring the Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, the Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. Oh. Still, and I'll always say it every week, is the greatest advert of all time. All time. Jamie? Yes, sir. It's time for Callum's Treachins. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, welcome to another late night edition of Callum's treachings. Jamie, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Why what not? is Callum treaching us? This week. You can knock on a door twice, three times, four times, even five times. But if you knock on a door once, it's considered very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like picturing it in my head now. He's like, he's absolutely right. I love that idea. Eh? Get the door. Were you fucking out? Someone's at the door. Then obviously, if you just hear, fuck was that? Who was that? What's going on here? One is not enough. You need at least two for confirmation that there is someone actually at the door and it wasn't just a random bang. Or a bird flew into it or something. Is it? Can you just check on that? Is that all right? <laughs> or you could be like an Amazon or a food delivery person then ring the doorbell, not the door, ring the doorbell, not the door, ring the doorbell, not the door. Is that what they do? Is that what Brummy Amazon people do? Apparently, yeah. Well, definitely food people. Bloody hell. We get the hint. But, it, but obviously, you could not find time, but if you keep going, after a while, you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, mate, I'm coming. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking coming, mate. Yeah, what, Jesus. What, what is the uh, average standard number for knocking on a door? Four, probably. No, three? Three. I've got five okay. under them. Yeah, or you can be one of them twats that starts playing fucking songs on them. It's always the one that's done. It's not a football game, Dave. Calm your ass down. <laughs> Fucking hell, you're not at Hillsborough. Do you want to chill out a little bit? 
Sorry. Football chants are so mundane and just like common, aren't they? Like, this is Chelsea's. Chelsea. 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 Right, is really? there anything else? Chelsea, like, fuck me. All right. That's clearly all people from that part of London could come up with, apparently. <laughs> it just seems to be the same. It's just the same. It's just the same. Oh, I can't see if yeah. I can remember Villas, because then I used to be a Villa fan for like a week when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Raston Villa, Aston Villa FC, because we're off to see the Villa, Aston Villa FC. It's all right. Oh, it's just it's just so like yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's some teams I admire them if they could come up with something catchy. Like, how would you come up with something catchy for Tottenham Hotspur? Like Spurs, isn't it? You just say Spurs. Why Everton? What would you come up with them? So, <laughs> Everton, Everton, Everton. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird name for a place. It really is. It sounds like the heaviest place in the world. Um, uh, Tom, no, uh, <laughs> I was trying really quick things were really funny and my brain was going, you're going to have to go with it. Just roll. You've said it now out loud. You're going to have to go with it. So well, there we are. <laughs> I'm now thinking of things really fast so other places <laughs> I can be like, uh, quick. Nottingham Forest. How do you call it something like that? Forest. I suppose we'll just be forest. I feel like I'm being really again, dumb you can literally, You can literally put Anything in that, that Everton's like Nottingham, Nottingham. So I mean, it's all <laughs> Every, everything works. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Imagine those two teams are facing each other and they're wandering in the chat. They're like, "Oh, that's our chat. You stole it." <laughs> referees, oh, you're hard. Come referee a wanker, are you from, a wanker. Uh, from fifty rows away? <laughs> fucking hellfire! It's the ones that try and get the chant going, but no one else joins them. And it's like, oh, I'm going to sit down now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, with chanting as well, even at the WWE or whatever, is when you keep going, it's like, do you carry on or do you stop? Because they're going to stop, everyone else is going to stop. You're like, oh. It's, always... <laughs> it's it's like that. Anything those like when you go see a band and they're like, put your horns in the air, like, how long do I leave this here? Like, how long? Yeah. When do I take this down? Like, I don't, I don't and, know. And, like, <laughs> and then you're like, do I, do I keep? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm old. My arms are starting to hurt. Fuck it. <laughs> but then you get, to, but then you get to that point also, and bands have finished the song. And I was like, what? And then you go, I want to be the last one. I want to be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> There's like wanker over here, wanker. I'd love to do that in the states or on Europe. So I'd be like, what? Yeah, fuck yeah. I bet they're like, hey, senor, come down here. Yeah, chill out, man. Fine. Uh, whereas in the UK, it's like, you fucking walk I'd love to see the Brits in Japan. Fucking hell. Imagine oh, that. my dear. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. We're not in Japan. We're there. Yeah. I like it, though. I love, I love watching Japanese wrestling. Very respectful. The crowd are. It's great. <laughs> Oh, they just yeah. I, I kind of find that weird at the same time. Once you get used to it, it's great. It's so it's... silent. You're like, is it? Is that that was great? Like, what are you guys? Are, are you guys okay? <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't know if you saw the clip of um Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. What a dreadful name! Has debuted in New Japan. But when she debuted, everyone was like, "Oh, the crowd didn't give a shit." It's like it's Japan. They clap. That, that, that's them. That's them cheering. They enjoyed it. They're happy. 
but dreadful name. Anyway. Ah, there we are then. There we are then. Um, yeah, anyway, let's move on. No, I yes. completely forgot where we were for a second. I was like, <laughs> what segment are we on? <laughs> Sorry, Callum. Um, Jamie, we digress. Yeah. We move on. What else is Callum teaching us this week? The entire of human history is about who can throw the hardest and biggest rock. Is it? <laughs> what? Who can throw the hardest and biggest rock? I feel like we're being dumb again. Yeah, we probably are. But I, for, my brain's going to when we were kids and used to try and like love picking up rocks and throw them into the, like the river or the sea or the lake or whatever. Then you always try and find something bigger. Yes, it's that's true. That's where I'm going. That's where I mean, I'm probably going down the complete wrong path. At least you've got Claire, something. I'm coming up blank. <laughs> I bet Claire's saying that guy, it's this, you fucking idiot. Probably. Hey! More than likely. Ding, 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 ding. Twats. It's this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're there going. Yeah, uh, yeah, so basically, big, big I like, rock. Uh, I like to throw things in the river, and yeah, uh, yeah I like to I throw thought, stones at uh, the seaside with my mummy and daddy. But I just like skimming, skimming was always fun. Skimming was great. I'm really I can't bummed think out. Us I can't think this. Should, we have, <laughs> should we listen again just in case we are being really dumb? The world's strongest man of human history is about who can throw the hardest and biggest rock. Yeah, I'm coming a blank, I don't have nothing. I feel like we've really the world. Stupid. Yeah, but the world's strongest men have the globe, the Atlas champion, don't know, with the biggest, they huge do. fuck off rocks. Maybe this is, about, is this about history? Maybe this is how they decided things back in history? Possibly. Um, we are idiots. We are Cal, so idiots. Just... Caleb's teachings next week, the first one will be you two are fucking stupid. Let me explain. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know he just wants to be here right now. He's like, no, no, yeah. you're ruining my segment for fuck's sake. <laughs> We'll think we've got a bonus treat in the first one. It's just been him having a go at us and being dumb. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> okay. I don't even know why I'm going to do this show with you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, Cal. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Cal. Um, I, I don't remember the last time I threw a rock. Um, I kind of weird like throwing things off my balcony into the river, though. I, don't, I find that quite odd. So I think I'd love doing that. Well, I've obviously got to. I mean, we've had a fucking storm here all day. It's been horrific. Wind, rain, thunder, and lightning. We, uh, it's like I felt like my, my windows going to get fucking ripped off. The, the building's been like doing this, and like, oh god. Carousel oh, Square from Manchester be like, where the fuck's my flat gone? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got nothing on this one. Sorry, Callum. But That's let's fine. be honest, we'll if anyone could throw the biggest rock out of the three of us, it would be you, you massive man. So you win. Yeah, on his pinky. Um, <laughs> we'll move on, Jamie. We'll save you from suffering. Sorry about that. Yeah. And finally, Jamie, what is Callum treating us? Hopefully we get it this week. Toothpaste can't taste so awful that people avoid brushing their teeth, but not so good that people will actually eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. really good point there. I mean, I know there's been stories recently in the news of people eating toothpaste and stuff because they haven't got any fucking food, but we won't go into that. Um, that is such good, it's, a, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because you go, oh, this is real. Now it's a minty fresh, lovely minty fresh. I want fire, but you never think to go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck chewing gum. I just, I just eat apple fresh. <laughs> 
I don't know. I was thinking this the other day because I live like my kids, all of them hated minty toothpaste. We always got on like the fruity ones. At what point do you go, no, mint is acceptable. I can brush my teeth in mint. And do we ever get fruity adult toothpaste? It might do, probably. I don't think I've ever seen That's fruity right. adult toothpaste. It's probably it's not good for you, mate. That's probably why. <laughs> probably, probably it is. Um, but it, it's, I, I think that's socially acceptable. What's not socially acceptable is mint and tea tree shower gel that will never, ever get to a point ever in the history of ever where that will ever be acceptable to use. But it's I'm weird because I've started... This is going to sound so weird, but I've started using Oral-B because I feel fresher in my mouth. That's a really weird thing to say. Um, but I do, I feel like I'm fresher for longer, and that sounds so lame. Um, no, I get it, I get it. It's like, when I use Colgate or Aquafresh, it's like really nice, but I don't feel it afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, I get what you mean. Get what you mean. But yeah, I, 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 but I've never once thought to myself, well, that's tasty, I might have some more. <laughs> I've never really thought of it like that, you know? It's just, just brush my teeth in the morning, I never really think, this is tasty or this is gross, it's just, it's toothpaste, I think. Do you think everything anyone ever has? Well, just Surely like someone easy. has. Oh, it's bound to be someone that has, let's be honest. You know the weird, there's TV shows on Channel 4 that weird, they were like, I'm obsessed with eating biscuits or I'm obsessed with eating crisps or whatever. <laughs> I wonder if one was like, I'm obsessed with eating toothpaste. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I just, I just can't get enough Colgate. Are you right there, Sean? Yeah, I just love my Colgate, <laughs> where it'd be t- total fresh breath, whitening, sensitive, whatever it may be. So I t- tend to have them on different days, though, Sheila. You know what I mean? Different meals on different days. I'm not an animal. Yeah, yeah come on. I'm not, I'm not a fucking criminal, yeah? <laughs> yeah? I'm a pioneer. How about some Aquafresh? Don't you swear at me. I'm a yeah. Colgate man. <laughs> or I'll be on weekends. There we are. Anyway, that was another edition <laughs> of Callum's Preachings that we horribly butchered the last two, so I do massively apologise, Cal. Okay. If you want to come and beat the shit out of us, by all means, please do. No, don't. I don't want to be beaten up. Or Ooh. if you want to send a video being like, you guys are idiots, we'll more than happily put it into the show for next week for you. That's no acceptable. Yes, that is acceptable. <laughs> but Jamie, I'm now going to follow this. Yes, you are, sir. With a little bit of Tom's journal. Don't read to me, baby. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Right, let me find. That's the one I'm on. Perfect. You have to forgive me because obviously Christmas happened and stuff, so there's just shit everywhere. That's all right. Um, and that was from last week, so I obviously haven't deleted last week's either. Uh, nope. There we are. This is amazing, okay? Somebody put out uh, one of those um, reviews where they'd met somebody somewhere but couldn't find them online, so they put a review up on the place they saw them. Okay. Right. Oh, like Lonely Heart sort of thing. I saw you on a tube station. You had blue eyes. That sort of thing. Yes. Male, male for female. You farted in Whole Foods Whole Foods today. You were the tall brunette with the near-perfect body that farted in the bread section earlier today. I was a tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, was that you? You quickly replied, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> you almost seemed insulted, I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evidence and you knew you were busted. 
I tried to help get rid of this man by waving my two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceed to storm off in an angry manner. You are beautiful. And even though you are a liar and, a, and fart like a Clydesdale, I would love to meet up. Fart <laughs> oh, like a Clydesdale? That's fucking great. <laughs> At least he's honest. Like, fair play to him. Oh, yeah. like, ballsy. I, I hope they got together because that would be amazing if that, that was actually the awesome. case. Mommy, Daddy, how did you meet? I farted in a supermarket and Daddy chased me online. <laughs> I denied it, but I couldn't get away with it without her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this just made me really proud and happy, this little bit. My favourite Chucker Brothers gag. Barry to Paul in their beds in the middle of the night. What time is it? I don't know. Pass me that trombone, I'll find out. Who's that playing the trombone at 2am? That is superb. I like that. Oh, I also love Chucklevision as a kid. And that was a really good Chuckle Brother impression. I can't remember which one had that voice, but it was really good. I was Paul. It? It's Paul. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, that's um, really good. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I wasn't even trying. Who knew you could do a Paul Chuckle impression? <laughs> this also really made me fucking roar as well. I can't believe I used to wake up on Christmas morning and tell my parents that I thought I heard and saw Santa. They must have thought I was a right fucking dickhead. Me too. I still remember seeing the reindeer in the sky. It must have been the whiskey my dad made his drink. He said it was a Christmas tradition, but I'm sure it was to get us twins to sleep so my poor mother could get an hour's sleep. <laughs> it's how you know kids talk out of their arsehole. They're like, I'm certain I heard Santa. I thought, well, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Did, did you? Did you sound a bit like this? Oh, 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 uh, uh, yes, Daddy. No, no, no. More like, uh, shit. <laughs> it's definitely real, I swear. <laughs> Would you like a text conversation in Punisher and Spider-Man? Of course. This one was, this one was just for you, so. Of course. Punisher first, Spider-Man next, okay? And then alternative. Okay. Do you have any villains I can kill? No, Punisher, don't kill my villains. Well, I'm out of people to kill. Maybe I could take out like a personal ad, tough man looking for men to punish. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I'll run that ad for you. You should add free service, completion guaranteed, very discreet. That's great. Add that. You're a great friend, Spidey. But how will they know how tough you are? They'll need to know you're in shape. I tell you what, I can send you a picture of me shirtless to run with the ad. Spider-Man, this is the best day. I just like tough man looking for men to punish. <laughs> tough man looking for men to punish with his shirt off. I don't think that ad's going to go the way he plans. Exactly. exactly. That's the whole point of the gag, Jamie. Oh, oh no. I say that you're paying attention. It's great. <laughs> there is an emergency call. Come quick. My friend was bitten by a wolf. Operator, where? No, a regular one. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was good. No, bollocks. He didn't like it. He no. did, he's like, oh. It was so right. bad. It was great. One of them ones. I've got another good one. I've got another one for you then. Jamie, why are vampires always wealthy in movies? Like, how do they make a living? 
If you've been alive since 1892 and still broke, just step into the sun. <laughs> it's a good point, though. What vampires do seem to be rich in these movies. It's a really good point. Where am I at? Where am I at? a rich person and still wear stuff. All that. I love, right, how at the end of Home Alone 2, Kevin books it to the Central Park to give the homeless woman he befriended a fucking bird Christmas ornament and fails to invite her to his penthouse suite at the Plaza Hotel or, like, get her a hot meal on literal Christmas Day. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And the last thing that woman needed was more fucking birds. (laughs) Yeah, tell me, right? I sort of said that Piers Morgan-looking woman. Um... You're a great friend. You've really helped me out. Stay in the park with your birds. I'm going to live in there with my family. Yeah. Nice and warm. A nice hot meal. Fuck you. You stay in the park on Christmas Day with no one but your fucking pigeons. You can tell that I got these journal entries from Christmas because obviously they're still Christmas related. So I do apologize <laughs> to everybody. I know. I know it's January the 13th, but give me a break, all right? He's boiling an egg. He's boiling it twice. He's boiled it again. He's losing his mind. Santa Claus is repeatedly boiling an egg. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious. And I'm going to end here because I think this is going to be a nice delve into discussion. Okay. Jamie, if band names were literal, what would be the worst concert to attend? Ooh. Dying Fetus? Oh, that's definitely got to be up there. Slayer? That ain't going to be good. Five Finger Death Punch? That can't be fun. Nope. Um, hmm. But, I mean, Fallout Boy just sounds like a lads that are falling out their tops. Um, <laughs> so that'll probably be all right, wouldn't it? Drowning pool, the whole oh, yeah. the whole area just turns into a big swing. I room. mean, panic at the disco. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You be panic. 40 where everyone just turns 40 years old. <laughs> uh, less than Jake. We're all, we're all less than Jake. Everyone that's Jake in there just like that was shit. I'm, that was a shit joke. I'm so sorry. I liked that one actually. That was shit as well. Um, so bad. I got one. Alien ant farm. Oh god! That must be fucking terrifying. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Why they, I'm trying to think of someone that isn't a rock band because <laughs> I feel like they're the ones we naturally go to. <laughs> Uh, was cattle decapitation one we saw at Bloodstock? Uh, yes, yes, cattle decapitation oh. are about yes, vegetarian death metal. Yeah, basically, if you're in the world of metal, you do not want a literal band name. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm going to end on this one actually because I. I don't know. I, I wasn't very happy with my uh, with my entrance into that last one, Jamie. So okay. um, I'm not saying a word without my lawyer present. But you are the lawyer. Exactly. So where's my present? <laughs> Fuck's sake. 
For fuck's sake. And that was another edition oh. of Tom's Journal. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was so happy with that one. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. <sighs> so, Jamie. Yes, sir. We might as well bring that piece in. Oh, come on, piecey piece. Welcome to the Chronicles of Sunday Friend. Sunday Friend is a musician and producer who was lovingly introduced to me via our good friend at the old Stay Cozy Clothing there, Braden Barry, or Say We Can Fly, for example, as he produced and uh, took part in one of his EPs, uh, Skeleton Heart. Go and check that out right fucking now. Uh, But this is a conversation like no other. This is absolutely fantastic. This is a man who has a passion for music like no other. It's either recording his own music and then sending them off to get other people to put vocals on them or helping other people create their own songs, whether it be mixing it, mastering it, whatever it, producing it, whatever it may be. The man is just dedicated to music. Like I said, whether it's his own or others, this man has a true passion for music and it is and you can tell when he's talking about it, that passion comes out in his voice. And yeah, this is a fantastic conversation. So he's done songs with Kellen Quinn, from Jordan from the Ready Set, and Carousel Kings, along with Say We Can Fly, Braden Barry himself. So yeah, this is uh, it's good. It's it's great, actually. And he's done songs with his other half as well. Um, it's just like the nicest guy ever, I think, more yeah. than anything else. He's just like just a generally lovely human. Uh, and we had a very good laugh. And uh, basically, all I want to say right now is, Jamie. Yes, sir. Do you have any final words at all? Just a huge thank you to Mr. Friend. <laughs> we absolutely loved sitting down and talking to you. This is an absolutely fascinating conversation. Like I said, we love pe- talking to people who are really passionate about what they do. Everyone, go check out Sunday Friend. Go check out his music. Go check out the artists he's worked with. And yeah, enjoy this one, peeps. Absolutely. Sunday friend, thank you so much for taking your time out. Or John, I should say, thank you so much for taking the time out to sit and chat to us. It was a wonderful, very, very cozy of you. Uh, it's lovely to join us. We appreciate it so very much as it took us a while to nail you down. And we hope that you all enjoy it. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Sunday friend. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I know you've been a bit of a busy boy and it's been a, a while trying to nail you down. So I really appreciate you uh, you doing this. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so pumped to talk to you guys. Thanks for uh, asking me on. No, well, I mean, you can thank Braden actually, who then said you need to get in touch with my boy. So that's why obviously I did, I think, middle of last year. Um, cool. So yeah, been buzzing. But we've been, I've been checking out your stuff today. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Nice. So good. No, not at all. Not at all. So, uh, and obviously being from Pittsburgh, as I'm a massive Steelers fan. So that was, when you mentioned that, that was like, (laughs) yes, absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. You like the Steelers? Yeah, I was, I'm a big, I've been a Pittsburgh fan since 2004 because Kurt Angle was my hero when I was growing up. So that's just the reason why I became a massive Steelers fan. And then I got to tell him face to face in 2015. Um, which was amazing. Wore, wore a wore a big Ben jersey, uh, and he was loving oh, nice. that. So then, when you said you're from Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, fucking yes, We're this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet, man. Didn't you go so, to Pittsburgh uh, the other year, Tom? I went in 2018. Yeah, yeah you did. Didn't you? Oh, you did. Have you been here? 
Yeah, I came four years ago to watch the Steelers play the Ravens. Unfortunately, we lost, but it was uh, I remember walking down the strip and I went to a McDonald's down there and uh, the ladies behind the counter were like, oh my God, are you British? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And they were like, holy <laughs> shit, Chanel, Shaniqua, get out here, there's a British Chanel, guy here. <laughs> That's funny. And then there was a family behind me with two kids. They were like, oh my God, he's from England. Oh yeah. I was like, do you not get many Brits <laughs> in Pittsburgh? Or... <laughs> That's funny. It was, it was weird. It was kind of like, I'm not, you know what, I felt like a bit of a somebody for like five seconds. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely to meet you all. <laughs> Making you feel special, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, but yes, anyway, to the matter at hand. So how this works is Jamie is going to do like a really beautiful, really nice little sultry introduction uh, to lure you in, John, make you feel, make you feel nice and right at home. And then we're going to absolutely bombard the living shit at you with questions. How does that sound? Let's get it. Let's do it. Yes. Beautiful. Let's, Let's go. get going. Let's do my intro. I'll try Let- my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you should know all the answers. It's all about you. So you'd be fine. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Right, let's do my intro and we can get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, according to Urban Dictionary, a Sunday friend is the friend who's probably not good enough for a Saturday night, the friend that will call you back, the friend that cares about you. But this week, it is much more than that, because this week's guest is definitely good enough for a Saturday night, because that's when we're recording this interview. Today, we welcome another incredibly talented artist who we think that you should be checking out. This week's guest not only uses his talents to release his own music, but to help others by working with artists like our good friend Braden Barry, Carousel Kings, Kellen Quinn, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the Chronicles of Sunday Friend. Wow. Make me feel good about myself. I like it. Yes, that's what we like. <laughs> we like. Dang, I, I can do anything now, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> use that as like your bio for Instagram or something now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to take that. This is recorded, so I'm just going to take it, use it for the bio for Instagram now. Yes. That's what like. Perfect. <laughs> um, first things first, however, how was, uh, how was your Christmas and New Year? Good. Busy. Uh, seeing a lot of family and stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of like I have family in Pittsburgh. Like I live probably like hour from Pittsburgh, actually. Hour outside okay. of Pittsburgh. Um, so seeing some family there, seeing some family in Latrobe, which is kind of like 30 minutes from where I live now. Um, still working to get them out like with my day job and stuff. So really, really busy um, and haven't been able to like do much music stuff this month, but insanely excited to get back to it starting next week, like officially back into it next week. But it was good. Like, it's crazy though. Like how much, you know, the holidays take out of you, like just seeing so many people like talking all the time. So I'm kind of excited for it to slow down a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> If you guys know what I mean by that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lie, you know. It absolutely is. And especially for like in America, because you've got Thanksgiving just before, it's just as big of a deal over there. So it's like family, or oh, you can have a week off, more family. <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was so good though. Like seeing all my family and everything and friends, like it was great catching up with people, but excited to kind of for it to slow down and work on some more music and stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, good. I'm pleased to hear it. Um, also, before we get really into it as well, is um, I know this was a while ago now, so I'm trying to change this up a little bit. But how was your pandemic season? Like the last couple of years, how you know how has things been for you there? Yeah, for uh, the pandemic, I'd say it was in a way like 
good to just be able to kind of hang inside and work on stuff. And that's like when I, during that time, that's when I really focused on um, electronic music, like going kind of from pop punk to more like yeah. electronic stuff and like watching a ton of YouTube videos and really trying to learn like how people make this stuff that I've loved for so long. And um, so it kind of, you know, helped in that way, but it's crazy time. I mean, I was good. I'm glad to see that it's maybe kind of getting back to normal, you know, it was just such a weird time, but yeah, um, it was, it was slower as far as like, you know, I wasn't playing shows or anything. and wasn't even thinking about shows or anything, but got to kind of just stay inside and write and whatnot and learn about production. Like it. it's good to use that time productively though because you know you're stuck in the house then let's, let's use that time let's do something in, let's do something fun new different exactly exactly like it was really exciting just to kind of like bridge the gap from like like pop punk and like rock and stuff and just really start to learn more about like electronic stuff because i've been listening to electronic stuff for years and like never really dove into it with like good software and stuff and really started never really thought about it too much in depth but yeah during that time definitely started to give me some time to really hone in on it amazing so take us back sir to the the days of young master friend <laughs> what did you want to be when you <laughs> what did you want to do when you were grow when you grew up was it always music for you or was there another another path entirely originally uh what did i want to be when i would grow that's a great question yeah when i was really young thought i'd be interested in being a doctor uh like a physician but <laughs> then kind of stopped really you know being interested in that in like high school um the big thing i always would want yeah i guess was to do music and whatnot and just have like a good like business job on the side um as well mm -hmm. which is what i do like i work in hr as like a day job and then uh do music on the kind of on the side so yeah so kind of always just had that in mind i guess um but when I was really young, like, I guess, like, what you're maybe asking is, like, what's, what was your, like, childhood fantasy, you know? Like, what, like, were you interested in? I, I kind of was interested in being a doctor back in the day, yeah. Like a physician, yeah. But never uh, went to do that, yeah. I, I love how kids, yeah. Aim like for kids, the stars, man. They always aim for the oh. stars, okay? Absolutely. I, I love that kid's idea of, like, it's either astronaut Doctor, police officer, it's always the big, big ones. And then as you get older, yeah, it gets yeah. narrower exactly. and narrower. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I'll work in HR. <laughs> What's that? So actually, instead of a doctor, I'm going to work in HR. Sort right, of exactly. <laughs> Naturally, I'll just go to HR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, but yeah, always just kind of had music in mind. Like just have always loved it and wanted to keep doing it, you know? Incredible. Obviously, in order to become a musician, like you said, you must first have a love for music. Where did that love for music come from? Has it always been there? Was it like a certain song you heard and you're just like, God, I love this stuff? Yeah. Um, it really, like, I always just like was drawn to music ever since I was super young. Um, my mom had a huge part in that. So, like, when, when she would pick us up from school and stuff and take us places, uh, my mom would always just be playing like Michael Jackson, Battery Boys, In Sync um Shaka Khan and like all these like awesome pop artists and stuff and just always like like loved it you know like I'd be like mom turn on that song you know and like just really was always into it and then my older brother uh started playing guitar 
And then uh, like when he started playing guitar, I was like seven or eight at the time. Like I would always just like sneak into his room and like start dabbling on his guitar um, and kind of like sound stuff out by ear, like songs I would hear, like that my mom would play or like stuff that I knew about and whatnot. And uh, we just kind of like noodle with it and whatnot. So that's kind of like how it started, I guess. Yes. My mom uh, really like always had us listen to music and whatnot. It's amazing. I was actually listening to NSYNC yesterday, I think. I don't it's, know so why. It's, it's so good. Like such good pop music. It's so okay. Yeah. It just, it's not the same anymore. I don't think you're not going to get pop or bye, bye, bye this, this time, this day and age. It'd be something yeah. auto tuned, um, uh, maybe just talked at rather than sang and that sort of thing. And I, I'm not trying to like shit on the, on the music world these days, but I'm, I think that it's almost getting easier for people to become artists now. There's, it's, the real talent sort of thing is being like sort of pushed aside slightly because you've got computers now and the, the technology that people can be like, they can literally just be like, oh, 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 and then they can literally put it into the auto thing. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean? so, yeah. there's so many tools that can just kind of make it good, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I'm not trying to shit on you there, John. I promise you, all right. I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, cut this off right now. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from for sure, yeah. What makes me laugh is that sort of music is when we were growing up, you're like, ooh, not rubbish pop music. Now you listen to it as a grown-up, you're like, tell you what that stuff was good like right you listen to the beats and the melodies they were good they were so well made easy listening and like i mean at least to my knowledge like stuff like that was really new at the time you know so it was really cool we need more choreographed bands these days as well there's none anymore there's no choreographed dance moves anymore right right right, (laughs) right, yeah (laughs) i guess the last one was maybe like one direction or something yeah, right. probably. I'd probably did say they they the last boy band. Boy band, yeah. Probably are. Did they do dance moves? I don't think they did. I think there's one video where they got the open shirts. That was a classic boy band oh, move as well, yeah. wasn't it? With the six packs <laughs> on the beach. It's always white shirt. Like... Air grab. Yeah. Same, same thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listening to your music and the artists you work with, there's, there's, a, there's a wide range of eclectic styles there. Have you always been into different styles of music or has your taste sort of like widened as you've grown? Yeah. Um, so back in the day, like, so after like I started playing guitar and stuff, like sixth, seventh grade was really into uh, pop punk and was just kind of mostly into pop punk, like Hawthorne Heights, Fall Out oh. Boy, Reliant K, like all those bands. And then, uh, yeah, and then Green Day was actually the first love. So Green Day was like sixth grade, really liked them. And then after that, kind of went more into like more modern pop rock, pop punk, like Fall Out Boy, um, Reliant K, and then like Hawthorne Heights. And then Hawthorne Heights is like a band that like screams a little bit, I guess what you could say like a little bit harder in a way. And uh, that kind of started to get me into more, I guess, like metalcore or like post-hardcore music that's really melodic a lot but uh like really melodic but also has screaming in it so really started to get into screaming music um with clean vocals and whatnot so from like in grade school to high school it was like kind of only listened to that um pop punk and like post hardcore but then late high school um 
I would always listen to like rap music, like Lil Wayne and Drake to get excited for lacrosse games and stuff. Cause I played lacrosse all through high school. Um, and uh, just like would listen to Lil Wayne and Drake to get like pumped up for the game, I guess. <laughs> and uh, then I just, it, so it went from like, just like a hype music to like get me excited and stuff to more so like, wow, like, I actually really like this. Like I'd listen to this like on my own time. So then started to get into like hip hop a lot, rap music, like Eminem, Lil Wayne, Drake, all that stuff I've always really liked. Then in college, um, I heard uh, this this dude on my lacrosse team in college junior year showed me this uh, EDM song from uh, this band Cruella, who I still like to this day, um, for, from this group Cruella. And uh, it was just like really cool, like sounded kind of like a pop punk song, like had a lot of cool melodic elements in it and was just really catchy and upbeat, but was like all electronic and stuff. And I, I was just fell in love like right away like fell in love with EDM music. So that's when I started to listen to like all the rock stuff, hip hop, but also EDM. Um, so I'd say like, you know, these days um, after I kind of opened up my mind after getting into electronic music and kind of thinking about stuff other than pop punk and stuff other than like rap and EDM, like that just kind of opened up my eyes to all different kinds of stuff. So I listen to everything now. Now I love obviously like, EDM and rock and stuff, but I also love like country music, <laughs> love rap and hip hop. I love uh, all different types of like trap music and stuff. Like I just love like hard trap music, just kind of gets me going, you know, makes me feel like really cool when I listen to it and stuff. <laughs> um, and I also love, ne never got into like super hard metal, like really like, I don't know, like gent or you know stuff like that blast beats like all that stuff. like never really followed that much but still my one buddy uh introduced me to a lot of good um like melodic harder bands so i like that kind of stuff and then i also love acoustic music so like when i heard brayden for the first time i was like sick reminds me of like secondhand serenade and all that yeah. um so i love that world as well um in college I really loved acoustic music and uh, that was probably like my favorite genre at the time. So acoustics definitely like has a big place in my heart. And then uh, I'm, those are probably my main genres that I mostly listen to, but it's kind of like all over the place. Like I, I love a lot of stuff. Country is a new one. That's one that I really started liking in the past couple of years. I found that country is starting to really come into its own. Like it's 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 massively over here now. Um, because back in the day, nobody I don't think I knew anyone. Maybe Dolly Parton was the only real and Shania Twain were the only two that anyone ever listened to over here. And now you've got like Florida Georgia line and Sam Hunt and Luke Bryan and Luke Coombs, and there's so many people. Like, I love it. I literally uh listened to Florida Georgia line probably about 2008. And then like that whole like pop rock country type vibe is just amazing. Like I can't so get enough. Yeah. So it's catchy and like the they are really taking production. Like they're really doing up the production in the recent um country songs. Like I'm just noticing there's like cool beats thrown in there yeah. and stuff, as opposed to like acoustic drums. Like I love acoustic drums and stuff, but it's so cool how they're incorporating like beats and like electronic type stuff. And the singers are just always so good and they're always so good live too, which I've noticed. Kane Brown is a massive example of that, I think, as well. He's phenomenal. Um, so he's he because he I think he brings that soul sort of rap vibe into it as well. Like just yeah. In, anyway, I could talk about it for years. So sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> 
But obviously, with your massive eclectic taste in music, then, is this why you sort of went down the production route as well? To be like, you know, I love playing, I love performing and writing as well, but I also want to go down this road with the electronic side. Yeah. Uh, just always been really, like, fascinated with music and how it's made. And, like, I've I've always just been really, like, interested in, like, different types of sounds and the way, like, chords come together and, like, lead guitars come together with chords and vocals and just like always you know love just jamming on guitar and like I started playing drums like I started music with drums so like that you know always you know fueled my interest in music but just like after jamming and stuff for so long like then I just started to be like you know why don't I just like like back in the day I would always have just make demos and then have somebody record it for me and like you know, do all the production and stuff. But then I just thought like, I'm just going to try to do the production side myself. Um, and it was just really easy to get into. Cause like, I love just like listening to stuff. Like I love just sitting down and like listening and I don't care like how much time it takes to like find the right sound or to like make something sound cool or sound good. So yeah, it was easy to get into. It's really a fun process. What was it that made you go that one day? Like, okay, I've got this love for music. I love all this. What was it that made you go? Do you know what? I'm going to play music. I'm actually going to start doing this myself. Yeah. Um, like, as far as, like, start playing guitar or, like, start getting into, like, writing music and stuff. Getting to writing it, deciding this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, in high school, I just, like, I was really focused on, like, playing lacrosse and stuff, which was awesome. Like, I love playing lacrosse and whatnot. But then, like, junior year of high school, I just, I saw this show. It was uh, Taking Back Sunday at this <laughs> local college, St. Vincent College. And uh, so it was, like, junior year of high school, like, been focused on lacrosse, like, most of high school, um, which was awesome. Again, like, I, I loved playing it and stuff, but kind of got away from, like, music, thinking about, like, playing music, thinking about being in a band, thinking about playing live, recording anything. Uh, Cause last time I really did any of that kind of stuff was eighth grade. Um, and then when I got into high school, kind of got away from it. But then I saw Taking Back Sunday at this college and uh, Adam, the singer was up there just like looking so cool, just being so cool. And I was like, and like, I loved all their music and stuff. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like today's the day I'm getting back into it. I'm going to start. And then I like, then I got started, yeah, like recording stuff on a laptop using GarageBand after that. That's awesome. But was the dream for you, because obviously you say you saw Taking Back Sunday, like I wanted this, but was it always wanted to be a solo artist or was it a be a band or you just take what you could get? <laughs> uh, kind of both. Like at that time, it was definitely being a band. Um, so like I, you know, from then till like after college, I was always in like, few local bands um you know just jamming playing some shows writing songs um couple times in there was doing solo stuff so like in between some bands was doing solo stuff um but then yeah when i a few years ago when i started getting like into production stuff kind of just started to do mostly solo stuff you remember your first just... band's name <laughs> yeah it was uh a greater oh no the first one uh, was eighth grade um acadia okay, and nice. uh, it was so much fun and then we played it like my church I'll, I'll never forget like one of our first shows we played it uh 
my church at the time. And uh, it was so such a terrible experience for everybody. We uh, we were so loud. Um <laughs> And uh, like everybody like in this church basement, it was like a church, like it wasn't even like a, a show like for, you know, kids that like music. It was like a church picnic in this basement with like people of all ages there. And it was just they weren't interested in it. Yeah, but it was it was still like we like me and the people in the band had so much fun. But like it was just the biggest thing it was just so loud where like it was like a normal, nice event, you know, like really. <laughs> put together event you know people are trying to enjoy like their sunday hang out with their family and we're like literally playing like hawthorne heights and like blink 182 like really loud in this basement so <laughs> so that was fun um but like i i love it like i still talk to some of the guys that were in that band uh to this day it was a really fun experience and then uh next band after that was high school was a greater state uh which it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, played some shows in Pittsburgh. Uh, none of the bands I was in, like we were ever, you know, ever did anything crazy, but it was still fun. I love it. I love it so much. So in the intro, I was talking about the Urban Dictionary definition of a Sunday friend. But where did the name come from for you to have you want to use that name? Yeah, uh, I had a childhood friend. At one time, it's weird. It's like one of my first memories. Like, you know how we all have our first memories and stuff. One of my first memories was I was just hanging out with my childhood friend. He just kind of referred to one of his friends as a Sunday friend. And it was something that I've never heard before. Um, okay. But I like knew exactly what he meant uh, right after he said it. And uh, yeah, he said like, yeah, Matthew's my Sunday friend. And I was like, he's kind of <laughs> stuck with me. So I, first of all, I hate like trying to choose a band name or an artist name and stuff. So when, when I was, uh, when I started this project, this like electronic project, uh, I was starting to try to think of a name. And then for some reason that popped up, I was like, huh, kind of sounds cool. Sunday friend. And um, then I just kind of chose it from there. Just literally just kind of based off it sounding cool, I guess, to me, or sounding like it could be a cool band name. Um I was thinking about just using my name, but always really liked the idea of like making it a band type name for a solo project. Like I always loved how like Jordan Witzegruder, like from the Ready Set, had like the Ready Set. Like I thought that was always cool. I liked how like John from Secondhand Serenade had um, Secondhand Serenade. Like I like Braden how he has Say We Can Fly. Like I just always thought it was cool to have like a band name, you know. And plus you know, it makes it in a way like less personal or something like this is your project. It's not all, all on me or something like this is part of the Sunday friend project. Yeah. That's awesome. So Sunday friend project, as you just said to it, is it, it's, this is all you, you write, record, sing everything, all you. Um, I would say it's not all me in that. Like when I, so I, I produce the track um, I'll get, say like a vocal from somebody and then produce the track around it. Um, but then I'll, I do get stuff mixed mastered. Um, so I'll send out um, stems of like all the tracks and stuff that I make uh, for the song. And then I do get a mixed master, which means like they just beef it up and then like make it louder, make it smoother, punchier kind of thing. Um, so I do the production, uh, but then some people do the mixing mastering and also I'll ask them sometimes to add like some extra production. Um, but everything except 
just the final touches of production and stuff and mixing and mastering. Yeah. Yeah. I play the guitars, uh, bass, produce the drums. Um, I haven't sang on a Sunday friend track yet, but I'm thinking about it. Um, because I used to do singing like on some tracks thinking about doing like one song just for fun, but yeah, everything is, uh, <laughs> as far as like the writing production side. Yeah. I do that. That's nuts. Cause I was watching your uh, YouTube video, your YouTube channel, should I say, and you mm-hmm. did the video for 2022, I think it's like nine or 10 oh, years ago yeah. now. <laughs> and you literally are playing everything in it. You're singing in it, you play the bass, the guitar, and you're drumming in it as well. It was awesome. So yeah, I was li- that's why it's great. And the cover of Under Oath, oh my ass, incredible. Oh, cool. Thank you. Really like it. And I like the spin on it because I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but it's like the fact that you just kept it like chill and it was just, it's just great. It's really good. Do you like Under Oath? Yes, when I was growing up, I did. the new the they came back, didn't they? And brought an album out. I think I liked one song, um, which is in motion. But they're they're a how to explain it? They're a bit of a I like some, but not all. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll pick I'm a few really songs ago. Yeah. Really big fan of uh, they're only chasing safety. That album. Yes. <sighs> yeah. That so yeah, that's the kind of stuff. That's their stuff that I really like. And then that one song. Uh, Writing on the walls. It's really good. Yes, that's a great track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun doing that. Uh, with that cover, um, I played the guitars and sang, and then my buddy Mike. That was like kind of before I was doing the Sunday Friend stuff. Uh, my buddy yeah. Mike did the production on that, and he's so good. And uh, yeah, I was pumped how that turned out. And the Simple Plan one. That's also really good. Sorry, it just oh, came to mind. <laughs> It's very just taking it back to that 22 cover. Like, I was listening, I just had your songs on shuffle on Spotify earlier on. And it came on, and I was, I was like, Why do I know this? I was singing along to it. I was like, Why do I know this? And then I was like, Don't know about you. I was like, I know, no, I know this. When the chorus hits, that's what you know. Right? <laughs> I was like, Why do I know a Taylor Swift song? I don't know why, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to songwriting and stuff like that, where do you get your influence for your lyrics? Is it all from like personal feelings or is it just made up stuff or a bit of both? For for as far as vocals go, um with so with this project, I uh wanted to focus more on like writing instrumentals and like writing the instruments and production and stuff. So with these uh these new songs the the art the singer will usually write the lyrics so i'll like ask a vocalist to collab and then like if they agree then uh i'll say like here's like a rough demo something i'm working on and they'll like write vocals to that which is awesome because um i back back in the day i would write songs um with vocals and stuff like i would sing i'd write the lyrics and uh was never like that was never that good at it. So kind of like excited to like focus more on the instrumental side of everything and like having like a vocalist do that. Um, but it is a goal of mine, like in the next year or so to just try to release like another song um, that would just be Sunday friend and like me singing, but still have like the electronic vibe. Um, but in the past, yeah, it would just be personal stuff, I would guess. The, uh, the Kellen Quinn one again. I'm just going to start, like, you know, praising everything, near enough everything you've done. Um, yeah, yeah the, the the track with Kevin Quinn, I absolutely oh. love. Um, it, uh, and the one with Dom, Dominic Bucci as well. Did I say that correctly? Oh, cool. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, this back to you. That's an absolutely the distance I put them on quite a few times. Like, I'm really enjoying this song, let's put it on again. Um, <laughs> awesome, so, thank you. Yeah, no worries, no worries at all. Um, so you produced well, help Braden with Skeleton Heart, his EP that he released uh, mm. late last year, uh, with Daisy Skeleton Heart and 27. Um, how did you and Braden meet? How did that come together? Yeah. Um, so this was like after I released that last time song with Kellen Quinn, started reaching out to artists uh, to see if they'd be interested in collabing, kind of same way. Yeah, I would do not really similar to how I did with Kellen, but like we just kind of got excited about that song. And like I was like, I want to kind of try to do this a little bit more, try to reach out to some artists that I've been listening to for a while, you know, that are a little bigger and stuff. So I started reaching out to artists um, and Braden was one of them. And then uh, didn't get back to me like right at first, but, you know, hit him up again. And then uh, he agreed. Yeah, he agreed to do a collab for this new song that I'm going to be releasing actually in May with him. So we did a song before we even like did the skeleton heart thing. So, uh, yeah, so he uh, got back to me, said like, yeah, I'm down to feature on a song. So I sent him over just a debt, like an acoustic demo that I made one Saturday morning. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, that's cool. Like I'll, I'll sing on it. And then he sent back his vocal and then I like produced around his vocal and like using kind of the um, idea from the acoustic guitar and whatnot. And then sent, and then, so I finished the song, like produced everything. And then like, was really excited about it, sent it to him. And he was like so pumped on it um, and then sent me a voice recording on his phone saying like, dude, I'm so excited about this. Like, this is I'm really excited about this track. One of my favorite tracks I've been a part of. Um, I'm thinking about doing this EP and I wanted to see if you'd be interested in like collabing on it and like helping produce it. And then I was just like so amped up. Like that was really exciting because um, I've just loved his stuff for a long, long time. So it was kind of similar to like collabing with Jordan from the right side who I loved for a while. It was just cool. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to work yeah. with this guy that I've, you know, been listening to for a while. Um, so then he said, uh, so that, yeah, then he's like, yeah, do you want to do this? And then I was looking at like time and stuff and seeing if I had time to do it. And uh, I said, I'd let him know in like two or three days. And then I just thought about it and listened to like some of the tracks he sent over for the EP and I just fell in love with them and then told him I would do it. So then we did, so we already had Patience done. That's the song that we're going to release like around May. Um, but then, uh, yeah, then we finished the Skeleton Heart EP and that was really fun. Like we were just really collabing on it, working on it like together, you know, I'd send him ideas, you know, see, seeing if he was good with it, um, all that stuff. And it worked out really well. That's great. It's really That's fucking great. good. Yeah. yeah that- so you did an absolute slap. I mean, I'm not a producer in any way, shape, or form, but it, but out the park, John, out <laughs> the park. <laughs> the cool thing about the cool thing about that EP is like at first I was like, because like you know, producing like electronic songs, at least for me, like takes a good amount of time. Like I like to like like work on them for a full day, sit on them, go back, sit on them, go back, and like it takes like several months, you know, f- at least for me to like really finish a song because I like to like kind of comb through it make sure everything's really really good but with that one it just kind of for some reason just came really natural like I just loved his 
like the starts of like the start of all the songs. So I just dove into it and just really liked it. Like, so that just made it really easy to write around it and produce it. Just kind of genuinely liking like all the songs that much just from the start. So it was a really easy process, you know? Yeah, which is good. You want, you want them to be nice and smooth and not be like, oh, for crying out loud, that's not that's not going the way I want it. That doesn't sound this way. Yeah, um, exactly. I, must... was, I was worried I was going to be like, you know, I was worried because it was three songs I was, and like we didn't have like a crazy amount of time to finish it. Yeah. Um, he said like, yeah, this is the timeline. And I was thinking like eh, three songs like that could be tough. But I was like, but then I like when I listened to that, I'm like, I'm so excited about these songs. I <laughs> think I can kind of just hammer through it and get into it and yeah so it was a really like smooth easy process that's great like, you, you love those sort of moments and like I bet when you re- did so I take it you reached out to Kellen uh, uh Jordan and the Carousel Kings is that how that worked out because the Carousel King song also di- I disappear is fucking fantastic sorry I keep sorry I do apologize it's absolutely incredible <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just I'm just I'm hyped and I'm, I'm just like buzzing off it he swears when he gets excited, bless him. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard of the uh, website Featured X? No. It's uh, this website where it's like pretty crazy. There's like so many singers on there um, where you can request a feature through that website for some people to feature on your song. So like there's multiple mm. singers on this website and you just like send them a request through the website. So it's called featuredacts.com. So that's how I, I got Kellen. So it was uh, kind of a weird thing. Like I had a song that was fully finished um, with a vocalist on it and everything. Uh, I loved it. Like the vocalist, her name's Audrey. She's like incredibly talented. She's so good. Um, and we had this song finished. And then uh, I just randomly was like going through Instagram and saw Kellen as I followed him on Instagram saw him post about uh, Featured X and the fact that he was going to be on it. Like he has a profile on it and like is taking feature requests. And I was like, huh. like I, I like always loved Kellen, loved Sleeping With Sirens. I was like, yeah, good band. Yeah. It was just like one random night. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like I'm just for fun, I'm going to send him the instrumental to that song with Audrey. So I like, and I was saying like, there's no way like he would respond. It's like, he's just huge, you know? Um, and then like, I woke up the next morning to a, uh, email that said like, Kellen Quinn approved your feature request, um, and, and had like a message that said like, Hey John, like this, cause I put in the request, like, please, you know, write a full top line vocal, you know, with lyrics and stuff. And he's like, what subject matter you want me to focus on? Like just trying to get it started or, you know, he was getting it started. And uh, I just like couldn't believe it. I was so excited, and like of course, like you have to pay for these types of things. And I was like looking at the price, and I was like, yeah, this I could do this. And then I uh, drank a lot of coffee that morning. I was just like <laughs> really excited, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. So I uh, sent back like the payment, sent back like what I wanted in the song. And he sent back the vocals, and it sounded awesome. And I that's how it happened with Kellen. That's incredible. It's a great, like I said, great. Everybody's going to check that bad boy out. It's wonderful. Definitely. It is. It's great. I'm still, uh, still taking the top line from uh, Audrey's vocal that she had for that song. I'm, gonna, I'm already working on something for that song that we had before. But uh, 
it was just crazy how it all worked out because it was like at the last minute, like I took the instrumental, just like sent it to him, and I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, I can't believe <laughs> he like agreed to it. So it was cool, yeah. Um, Jordan. So Jordan, so I've loved the re the Ready Set like forever. Like he was one of my first like favorite bands like in the Warped Tour scene and stuff. Um, so really liked, always liked him, and just like had my eye on like always wanting to like work with him and it was the same kind of thing i was like there's no way like this would ever happen but i'm just gonna like see what he says so so naturally i hit him through uh, the dms and instagram um and then uh yeah i just dm'd him was like hey like i know i'm like a very small artist but you know i always loved your stuff wanted to see if you'd ever be interested in working together and he said like here's my manager's email uh you know, shoot him an email. Maybe we could talk about working on something. And then, uh, yeah. And then I, <laughs> right. and then I, uh, yeah, hit up his manager. And then uh, he got back to me. And like, I, cause I, I hit, hit him up with like some references of some songs I've done, including the, it was actually, yeah, the Helen Quinn song and then like a rock song I've done uh kind of recently to when i sent it and then also the dom Busey song as well um and he's like yeah jordan's interested in doing this and then like had to pay for that of course but i was fine with that you know i just wanted to kind of get started yeah. he's like bigger artists and then uh, i was like really excited about that and uh we both agreed that we would do it so then we did that so that was kind of through just instagram um and then emailing his manager oh carousel King. what's that yeah no carry on <laughs> yeah, Carousel Kings. Um, that one was really cool because uh, their producer, um, his name's Grant. He's awesome. He's he mixed and mastered stuff for me before. He mixed uh, the song "Need You," "Can't Forget," yeah. "Won't Think Twice," and "I'll Be Fine." And uh, so I like worked with him before, and then he also um, mixed and mastered my i have this like other rock project that i was doing before um magnolia project is what it's called and uh he mixed that whole album mixed master that whole album so like i've worked with him before grant you know and he's also the producer for carousel kings and he just emailed me one day random i just like was not expecting it on like i've liked carousel kings for a while as well like i would listen to them in high school and stuff in college um and some of my close friends around here knew of them um like knew them and some you know knew of them like so i always kind of knew them and uh he actually just emailed me and said uh hey me and carousel kings are working on this song um and we kind of want to do like a edm slash rock style track kind of similar he used uh the a day to remember and marshmallow song recipe. oh i love that so track so he, much he like sent that as a reference <laughs> And uh, said, you and said like, would you be interested in doing this? Like, uh, would you be interested in collabing with them on this track idea that we have? And I, it was I was so pumped. It was a Friday morning. I was I just remember it like it was yesterday. It was so exciting! Like them asked me to do it. So uh, yeah. So then I said yes. And then Carousel Kings was cool because it was so funny. Grant's like, yeah, well, we have this session coming up soon. Like, can you write an instrumental? Can you like start writing instrumental? in like the next two weeks or something um so i was like yeah so i just like buckled down did it and then we ended up all of us meeting in the studio me grant oh. and then the singer and the guitarist of carousel kings um david and will 
And then we just all met in the studio. Everybody vibed really well. Like it was just a really fun day. Uh, we worked on the instrumental that I sent over. David wrote all the vocals that day, which I was like super impressed about. Cause I've, like I said, like I've always struggled with writing good vocals, good lyrics, but he just kind of like in the studio, just like thinking of stuff. And, you know, it was really, really cool to see it all happen. Um, so we wrote the vocals and then Will added some guitars that day. Then a couple months later, they sent back um, Grant, the uh, producer sent me back stems from that session. Then I worked on it more Then I sent it back to them and then they did more stuff to it. And then we had the final product. So that was That's cool. awesome. Yeah, it was like a really like cool collab and that like it was a lot of back and forth and yeah. So that was good. Oh, that's really cool. That's really clever. It's like, here's my version. Now you add your stuff. Now you add your stuff. Now you add the... now we're done. Yeah. It's good. We're good now. It's good. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. You, you did touch on something a minute ago that I did want to talk about because I was doing my research and discovered the project you just mentioned called Magnolia Project. And quite frankly, that album is fantastic. Like, I, I, put it on last night and I was like, yeah, this is absolutely phenomenal. Like I could not stop listening to it, but in your social media post about it, you stated that the project meant so much to you. What was so special about that project? Oh uh, yeah, that was a special one. Cause I remember the way that it came about was me and my uh, good friend, Seth. Um, we, it was, I was probably like 23, 24 at the time. And me and him were just like, hanging out every weekend, like writing, like starting to write songs together. We were both kind of going through like a little bit of a rough patch um, together. And uh, like each of us were going through a rough patch. And then, but like, we just were hanging out a lot of that time, you know, and that was like making us feel better, I guess, you know, having something to chill with and whatnot. And then um, we started like writing songs together. Um, and it was just a really good, like coping thing. Like, made us both you know have something to look forward to it was just a really good experience for both of us and uh so we started writing songs together we knew we were gonna do an ep uh we just didn't have a singer we uh had this idea of like featuring a different vocalist on each track and we were like whew that would be like maybe too much <laughs> we just <don't> like <laughs> so anyway so so that was the kind of where it started. Like we were both in this kind of like rough patch and like we, it was just a really good experience, like starting to write songs together. Um, and then one day I decided like was moving to Harrisburg. I was moving away from the Latrobe area um, and moving like three, three hours across the state. So uh, I was like, yeah, what are we going to do with these songs? You know, I'm moving away. Like I want to see you as much and stuff. Um, and then he was like, I don't know, like, should we keep doing them or, or anything? But I, we both decided we wanted to like stick with these songs. And then I found a singer for the project through Craigslist uh, in this new town I was living in Mechanicsburg and uh, found the singer through Craigslist, which like was kind of like sketchy, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it just worked out so well. Like I moved to this new town. It was for work, moved to this new town in Harrisburg. And then uh Posted something on Craigslist, like, hey, I just moved here. Me and my buddy have this project. We're looking for a singer. Uh, is anybody interested? And then, like, got some responses back and then found this one guy. Like, he sent me back some demos for it. Um, 
and then like some vocal demos on top of the instrumentals we were writing and uh, they sounded really good. So I was like, all right, let's meet up. So we met at this uh, bar in Mechanicsburg um, and just hit it off. And then he ended up being the vocalist for that project. And uh, one of my like only friends in Mechanicsburg after living there for two and a half years, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was cool. No, no, it was awesome. Like it was so random to be able to just meet somebody who was just definitely into that kind of music and like understood like the sound we were going for and also have just a really good voice and really good at writing. Um, so over, so this whole pro like, I guess what was so special was like the whole project was over a span of like three years. Like it took three years to bring that EP to completion. And, uh, yeah, there was a time we thought like we might not finish all the songs, which, you know, was discouraging but it was awesome to be able to find a, a singer who kind of brought it to a close you know it's like tom's gonna mock me because i like saying this when i enjoy things but it is superb like i enjoyed it <laughs> so much yeah and that was I, like and i and that was a uh, probably like the first another thing that was really special about it to me at least was like probably the first rock project that i had that um I like really focused on the lead guitars and like focused on the guitars and didn't just kind of like play familiar stuff. Didn't just play like whatever came to me and then recorded it. Like really like focused a lot in on it and tried to be more detail oriented with the guitars and stuff and all the writing and whatnot. So that was one that, yeah, we just spent a lot of time on and really honed in on. Is there plans to do another one or is it just this one-off special moment helping you two yeah. guys get through your problems? Uh, <laughs> me and Seth uh, have talked about doing like a single or something in the next year or something. Uh, me, Seth, and John, yeah. John was the singer, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've talked about doing a single, I think, maybe. So I did that. A question I like to ask every single musician, uh, producer, whatever they are within the music, uh, you know, variety, I guess. Is music videos, John? Do you love them or do you hate them? Making them, that is. Making them? Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. I uh and it comes at a good time because I am looking at my releases for 2023, wondering if I want to do videos. Um, so as far as music videos go, I I love like the final product of them. I think it's cool to have something for the listener to visualize or like yeah. to see while they listen to the song. Cause then what they like see from the music video, they kind of like, it kind of goes with their listening experience. And then that kind of like travels with them every time they listen to it, I think, which is cool. makes it just for, makes for a different experience for them. Um, making them, um, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, it's, I don't like how I look on camera or something, but it, I love like if there is a cool shot or something and I'm, I don't produce the videos or anything. My girlfriend, she uh, is awesome and like produces all the videos for me. Um, so I like that. I'm really thankful that like she does that. Like that just really helps. Um, Cause I have no idea like how to do video work or anything, but um, to answer your question, I would say hate them. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> we get such a random and the, other, and the, other, the reason i say that is uh it's just it's hard to like i don't know i guess i have just kind of peaked with the video thing and just making the studio video you know just playing guitar and stuff i never really 
gotten into like having ever ever having like a storyline or something um but yeah it's always tough to find like a storyline or something for a video i think that's probably why you know it sometimes can be challenging um but yeah i uh yeah it's just sometimes it's kind of tough to find the right shots and think of a cool you know idea for the video but the final product is cool i love i think a video sometimes is necessary um, I think for 2023 though, I'm going to focus more on just making like short videos, um, for like Instagram and like Facebook or something and focus more on like pushing the listens to Spotify, I think. Um, so hmm. I don't think we're going to be doing many videos, like full length videos in 2023 More so just kind of short videos for Instagram. Okay. Makes sense. It always makes yeah. me laugh when we, when we have this conversation on music videos because you get such varied responses, but it always generally turns around to, yeah, I absolutely hate it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So obviously we've been talking a little while about all the artists you've worked with, but are there any artists that are on like your bucket list, the people you really want to work with? It's like a name's on that list and I'm going to tick it one day, God damn it. Uh, Breathe Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know that song? uh, Yeah. I'm only getting started. That Blackout song? I don't think I know. I'm trying to think what I've I've heard like one or two songs by them. I don't think I've heard that one, though. Yeah. They're definitely like them. Yeah. They're, I've always loved like them and the Ready Set. They've always been like the groups that really like, you know, kind of took me from like, pop punk to electronic because they both kind of do both you know of that yeah they bridge the gap from that so that they mean a lot to me those two groups so breathe carolina for sure is someone i'd love to maybe collab with in the future and then as far as like you know huge like fantasy or like who i'd let like skrillex would be awesome obviously yeah <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like the like go-to producer guy you know the go-to electronic guy amazing but obviously we're currently we're at the beginning of 2023 what are you hoping to achieve and looking for and seeing come together this year whether that be a certain goal in your mind or something you've got already planned and ready to go um for 2023 i want to release i have about three unreleased like fully finished tracks that i want to release that i'm working on a remix and then some other like originals and then one cover with a couple groups. So release those, finish those. I want to try to make more like how I made it videos and post Mm -hmm. them online, like kind of like walking people through the process of like how one of my songs came together. So like do more of that kind of stuff, just short videos of like how stuff came together. Um, And then I want to do like a big, I guess, yeah, bigger like collab in 2023. Like try to get something like that started, like reach out to somebody and you know, get like a bigger collab. Um, just one is the goal for this year. I was thinking about that recently. I mean, you've got quite a back a back catalog already, so I don't think you're gonna struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's kind of the goal. I'm I'm excited about 2023. It's gonna be a good year. Um I'm excited. And a big thing is starting the year with uh, like some songs that are already ready to go. Like I'm excited about that. The fact that I'm not starting the year like 
with unfinished songs. Like it's kind of nice to have some momentum. Yeah. Uh, songs that are just already ready to go. And just now it's kind of fun just to plan release dates. Um, I stumbled across a cover that you that you did. It was only, which is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Oh, cool. Which with, oh, it's, that's also sensational with Anna, I think her name is, who was singing on it. Yeah, that's my girlfriend that does all the videos and stuff. Oh, bang it. Yeah, there we go then. Yeah, that's really good. Really, really good. I found, I, I was just, because again, I was just scrolling through YouTube. And I was like, ah, I mean, hell of a song to go for. So I was like, let's have a little butchers at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. fantastic. But Sorry, Carol. No, yeah, that one was fun. That was me and Anna just like woke up one day. This was probably like, yeah, like two years ago or something. And uh, just drank a lot of coffee. Like, coffee, you're, you're hearing me <laughs> mention coffee a good amount. Coffee is kind of what gets me started on something, on, on music stuff. So like, a good Saturday morning, drink a coffee that just kind of gets me going. And then before you know it, like working on something and really into it. So we drank coffee and uh, I've always loved the Fast Car song. That's one of the songs my mom would always play back in the day. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So I think I just started jamming on it on guitar and like Anna started singing to it. And we're like, let's just make this track today for fun. We got nothing else to do. Uh, so that's how it came to be. That was a fun one. It was kind of fun to try to take like such like a class <laughs> on like that and like make it even like a little bit edm like like i put like yeah. vocals in there and stuff it was in a way kind of funny but i i love how that one turned out yeah it's great it really worked out well uh and again i'm not even a music producer and i absolutely loved it um <laughs> but i'm assuming you don't have an album because you've got songs that you're working because can you make an album with other people singing do you have to have consent from them or how does that work uh i think you can yeah yeah you could like i could release an ep or an album um with different singers on each track um but right now the goal is just kind of to release singles okay and kind of like push those as much as possible um yeah that's kind of the goal there it's just to kind of you know release singles everybody focuses on that and then that's a long-term goal though is to make an album i think that would be really sick that'd be that'd be crazy yeah yeah i think the golden number would be like 10 to 12 songs um it'd be uh an adventure getting all those done but that's a long-term goal is possibly an album different singles in each one yeah yeah sick that'd be better and then have like a sneak do like the sneaky end track that used to back in the day you know where it takes like 50 minutes to get to the lap on the last song to the end (laughs) which is like (laughs) which then a song that you've sang Oh, that's right. Exactly. That's that'd be amazing. And then you also have like the ones that are like in parentheses, like bonus track or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when I love when bands would do that back in the day. That was so cool. That was great. I don't know why they stopped. Yeah, we'll get back there. We'll get back there. I think what you what you're doing with the releasing the singles is we had a conversation with Caslow, I believe. Oh, I love that. And I, was, I watched uh, I watched your guys' uh, interview. Oh, then. Yeah. Yes, I, I, you guys are. Yeah, they, that was a really good interview, and I, I love that group. They're actually like one of my first loves in uh, EDM music. That's amazing. And, uh, I I have them mix and master stuff now, so kind of work with them. Amazing. Like. That's awesome. They, they mix and mastered uh, me and uh, Braden's EP. Yeah. 
Oh yes, they did. Yes, they yeah, did. Yes, they did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were uh they're awesome, really good guys. But they were saying there, Lloyd, it's the modern generation and how things just turn around so fast nowadays. It's easier to just release single, 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 single instead of balking it all together and going, here's an album. Exactly. Like these days, people's attention spans, mine included, are just really short <laughs> and uh, just kind of want maybe just a single just to kind of focus on for a little bit and then go to the next single a few weeks later. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I think that that's kind of why singles work best right now is because we all just kind of want that instant gratification. Um, but I still love the concept of an album, like the amount of work that goes into an album. Like once that would be completed, like you just feel so good about all the work that went into it. And like, it's one of your babies, you know? So I don't know. I, I don't know what the future of like, right albums are i mean huge artists still do them mm. um you know but i don't know yeah i don't know if if we'll get back to like most artists you know doing albums all the time because it seems like right now mostly singles does seem that way but one last thing from myself before we start wrapping this up I'm, if there's anyone listening to this and they're thinking you know what? i like this guy i like his vibe i like the cut of his jib as they say if there's like one or a couple of songs of yours that you'd recommend people go check out, what would they be? I know this is like picking a favorite child, but if there's any ones of yours that particularly <laughs> sort of, they're like, yeah, this shows what Sunday Friend is about. Uh, I would say 27 with Braden. Let's say we can fly. Uh, really like that one that kind of captures like everything I've ever wanted to kind of put in a song. Like that's kind of how I describe that one. I really like that one. Also, uh, last time I like last time. Yeah. Um, so I'd recommend those too. Yeah. Love it. I, mean, I can't couldn't agree anymore either. That was hard. That was hard though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just go listen to it all, everyone. Just go listen to it. Yeah, all. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest? I do. Uh, when obviously you were growing up and your mum was playing Backstreet Boys and NSYNC in the car, did you ever think that this is where you'd be today, like producing EPs for artists you've loved for years and, you know, doing songs with Kellen and the Ready Set, et cetera? Definitely not. I always thought I was just going to be jamming, playing guitar. Um, yeah, never thought like that would happen, you know, where bands that I have loved for years and like artists that have loved for years, like would consider ever working with me. So I think, uh, you know, the pandemic maybe had something to do with that, which uh, kind of gave me that opportunity. Cause like touring slowed down for a lot of artists. So that kind of helped start that. Um, but just it, crazy grateful for the fact that I was able to work with these people. And everybody was so like nice too, which I got to add to. Like everybody was really nice to work with and easy to work with. You know, it was good. Even better. So never, Even better. Never would I have thought about any of that. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, well, here's 2023, John. Hopefully. You know, you'll have somebody even bigger, even like something that yeah, Breathe Carolina, for example, this year. You know, it could, anything can happen. This is the beauty of why we did this show. Like we started in 2019, uh, but we weren't, we didn't interview till 2020, and literally the pandemic started. And we've got to talk some apps to some, un, like yourself, unbelievable people. You know, it just, 
it's amazing that pandemic, even though it was like one of the worst things to ever happen to the world, also ended up being one of the greatest things that ever happened because people had time to pursue their dreams, to pursue what they wanted to do. And here we are. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Before we let you get out of here, my friend, do you have any plugs, social medias, anything you want people to go check out? Uh, just the Instagram at Sunday friend music. Love it. Wonderful. Nice and simple. Yeah. I have the same, uh, I have the same, uh, stay cozy shirt, by the way. Oh, gotta, gotta represent. I got, gotta I represent. got, uh, I got three of them. Yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> Cause he lovingly bless him sponsors the show. So, um, every now and again, I'd be like, just, you know, so we, we, we alternate every week. So Jamie's wearing a Sophie hoodie right now for the Sophie Lancaster oh. foundation, obviously, which is this side. And then we just swap over every week. Oh, there so, you go. But I had yeah, my yeah, here's yeah. my heart hoodie on just before we recorded. I had to take it off and swap over. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks for meeting today. That was fun. But John, seriously, mate, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Um, it will be out this Friday coming. Um, if you want us to put any specific photo or artwork on our artwork, just let us know and we can do that for you, no problem. Awesome. All right, thank you, right. guys. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank fun. you so much, man. Fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Not at all. It's been a pleasure. Thank Take care, my friend. We'll speak to you soon. All right, later. See you, John. See you later, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. What a glorious, glorious conversation. This one was very much enjoyed. This is so good. Like, like I said in the intro there, you can just feel the passion for his yeah. His, his work come out of him and what really helps as well is all the songs he works on are absolute banging tunes as the kids say absolutely amazing that skeleton heart ep with say we can fly can't recommend it enough absolutely love that record it, yeah just go check out everything he's worked on that so that's the ep skeleton heart that sunday friend and, and say we can fly worked on was mixed and mastered by our good friends at caslow it uh, yeah. so it's definitely an ep that you want to go and check that out but we really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it john thank you so much for taking the time out we really enjoyed it my friend mr stevens yeah it's audience participation time bring it bitch Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. In the past, we've asked you what would be your bucket list items. Well, this time we're after your anti-bucket list moments. What's something you've done or experienced that you're never doing again, or something you just refuse to do in general? What say you, Mr. Stevens? Bungie. My brother did it, and I was like, no. No, that's not for me. Skydiving or rally cars or Formula One cars, like nothing that goes fast. I can't, I can't deal with it. Heights and speed, we're exactly the fucking same. Yeah, no. Heights is fine. Heights is fine. Speed, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Heights and speed, those two together makes me think bungee jump is never going to fucking happen. Same way I won't go on roller coasters. Just no. Yeah, I don't get the people that sit on these chairs now attached to bungee ropes. They sit on <laughs> chairs and push them over the edge. Like, what are you doing? Like, that is fucking mental. Mental. It, it's like... Do you, do you know what's nuts, though, Jamie? I, I, do a zip, I do a zip line. 
don't know. I'd feel better about doing a zip line than a bungee jump, but still, I wouldn't want to do it. But the only matter thing with a zip line is you're not holding on to it, you just run off. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, no, 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 no. So no. you just like, oh, it's just yeah. attached to your back. Yeah. So Claire keeps telling me about this place you went to in Turkey where basically you're strapped to a guy who has a parachute and you basically just run off a fucking cliff and then he sets a parachute and I'm like, she did it. And I was like, fuck that. No. Is that base no. jumping? Something like that. I don't know. But either way, I ain't fucking doing it. No way in hell. Excuse me, man, I've never met. I'm going to trust you with my life or you strap me to you like a fucking koala and jump off a cliff. No. Bloody nutcase. Anyway, should we get some audience answers? I'm going to start this week with a man we normally end with, Mr. Ryan Williams. Ryan says, for me, this question is actually a little tough to answer because I feel like by actually admitting that I'll never do the certain things again, that I'm admitting defeat. For instance, ever since I was in my teens, I've always wanted to go skydiving. But now that I'm older and a certain... And certain roller coasters kind of freak me out. I don't think I'll ever actually try to skydive. But as I'm typing the words, I feel like I'm admitting defeat to try and skydive. I kind of get where you're coming from with this, right? Same as swimming with sharks. When I was in my 20s, I always wanted to try that cage thing with sharks. But as I'm older, the urge to do it just isn't as strong. Fuck that. In fact, I haven't even thought of that for about five years. But I feel like I'm admitting defeat to swimming with sharks. Even when I joke about never getting married again. It's always a joke. Actually, writing down that I don't want to get married, I feel like I'm admitting I'll never find someone to love and spend old age with. So I guess this is my anti-bucket list, but with a grain of salt or an asterisk, so that the way I don't feel defeated as I'm writing it. No, it's it's not. It's not. I see where he's coming from. It's not. You're not defeated, though, Ryan. We literally were just curious as to know what you you wouldn't do again, really. Um, but go and do those things. Just go and do it. Like do it. L- life is way too short, and you're you don't want to get to that point in your life where you then can't do it because you're physically unable to with old age or whatever. And you're like, oh fuck, I wish I'd done that. Right, just go and do it. Just go and do it right fucking now. Santa, I like the mentality he's got behind that. I don't want to admit defeat. One day I'll fucking do it. It might not be right now, but one day I'm not been defeat. That idea is in my head. I'm gonna do it. It's a fair play to you, Ryan. Go fucking do it, like Tom just said. You can do it. We believe in you. Nina Hewitson says, I am never doing a bungee jump. Don't fucking blame me, Nina. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Paul Dobson says, a prison stay. I've never been and I'm quite a fan of not visiting so far. So I plan yeah, to keep yeah. you that way. <laughs> I'm with I'm you on that one. Yeah. I'm with you on that one, sir. Uh, Martin Skerritt says he uh, pegging, but he didn't say whether he doesn't want to do it or he doesn't want to do it again. He wasn't very clear with the... Uh, what the uh, thing was on this one. So Yeah, that's, that's mine for you. No, there you go. Um, Dean Salmon, uh, being emotionally available. Shelley <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harris, skydiving. Absolutely not. I'm with you on that one, Shelley. Anything to do with heights? Nope. No, thank you. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to try and pronounce this name. Uh, Geroid O'Cathane? Jerry Kane. That's a lot easier to say it. Going Jerry drinking Keen. with Tom Stevens. With, with who, sorry? Tom Stevens. Okay, I don't know who Tom Stevens is, but that I definitely I said. Do know who Yeah, it's Tom Stevens. Tom Stevens. It's the Irish version. Tom Stevens. He loved it, though. He loved it. He loved it. What the fuck's he on about? He bought me a fucking Guinness at the Dublin Cost event, so what the fuck's he on about? Oh, okay. I had a so, feeling this might be someone you met there. Yeah, he's in, he's in, the, he's in the, um, the videos. I interviewed him. Um, uh, yeah, and he brought me a Guinness because he's a legend. And then we were on the way back to the hotel. And he was like, "Would you come for a drink? Would you?" And I was like, "Oh, me and Karen, we were so tired. We were up since four a.m." And he was like, "You watching? Not coming for a fucking drink?" 
I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, let me go put my shit away and I'll come back down. He goes, no, you fucking won't. You won't come fucking back down. I was like, no, I trust you. Jerry, I trust me, I will. We did. And he went, fucking hell, I never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> <laughs> what, and he, he, he went to bed before we did. Oh, well, there you go. That's why he's not going to drink with yeah. you again. He can't keep up. It, trust me, Guinness over there, though, Jamie. It's a whole different world. It's beautiful. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. This one made me laugh quite a lot, and you could probably guess what the answer is before I even say it. Simon Mitchell. <laughs> he will never make friends with an octopus. <laughs> I don't think he hates him so much. He's had a fear of octopus and squid since the day I met him. <laughs> don't know what it is, but it's great. Uh, Lisa Ems. I ain't jumping out of no plane. Scared of heights. See, there's a lot of heights stuff here. A lot of people scared of heights. <laughs> Jake Smith, uh, work. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Don't blame me. <laughs> Graham White commenting on this podcast's post. Shit, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Graham. <laughs> uh, Ruby Goodwin, date men. <laughs> Stick to women then. Fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So I, I couldn't pass judgment. I was like, I don't know which. So I can't say anything. All I will say is her and her ex did not end on very good terms. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair. Claire Jones, things I will never do: hold a spider, go scuba diving, or skydiving. I would be amazed if that woman ever hold a spider. Like, I have never known anyone so scared of spiders in my life. Claire's one behind you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> expect to fuck off, Tom. <laughs> Um, scuba, I bet scuba diving is amazing. I, I would love to do that. That's great. I tried it. I couldn't do it. I tried it when I went on honeymoon. Couldn't do it. I I panicked when I went underwater. And plus, the mask or whatever they gave me wasn't sitting tight against my face because my beard. So water was going in. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I panicked and I right. got my ass out. Of Becky did it. There's great pictures of Becky underwater swimming with fish and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm gonna sit up here and wait for the wife. <laughs> Might as well play with myself while I'm here. <laughs> in public on a beach in Egypt. <laughs> and last but not least, Ollie Nightingale. One thing I will never do again, something me and you can relate to, sir, is work in retail, unless it's a wind down in an old age if I ever get there. Yeah, fucking right, Ollie. <laughs> never work in retail ever again. Absolutely. We love these audience participation answers. Thank you so much to everyone that participates on a regular basis or people that participate just generally. We just appreciate the participation. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So thanks. Um, but if you enjoy, excuse me, I need to burp. So I was hoping to do it in the middle of talking, but it failed miserably. <laughs> if you enjoy James' participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum Street, I'm struggling here, sorry. Callum Street, <laughs> the interview and all the wanky bollocks at the beginning of the episode. You enjoy the other 69 editions. Ha ha. Yes, Jamie, I said 69. Yeah. Editions of the Chronicles of Podcast previous from Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Come and listen to the Chronicles of Podcast right here and right here. Um, <laughs> you can also find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. That's the best place you're going to find us for all the interviews and the shows. And on video, you get to see these mugs. Here and here. Um, give us a subscribe. So press that subscribe button. It's just 
there. Uh, hit the bell for notifications of when videos get released and comment, comment, comment. Thank you, Ron. You can also find our hashtag WBWWayBackWednesdays and our live Bloodstock interviews and vlog. They're all on there for you to enjoy. The Way Back Wednesdays are previous interviews from our previous network, and the live Bloodstock videos are from Bloodstock Festival of last year, along with the vlog. Make sure you share the vlog everywhere. So the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, share that shit everywhere. You can also find us, Jamie, on Facebook, at The Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit the like, hit the share, put GIFs in, memes, talk to us, whatever you want to do, just throw it all in there and get following Jamie, just thinking about it right now, um, where else could you find us? Sitting there with our headphones in, listening to Sunday Friend and his friends on Spotify, or whatever you get your music from. Absolutely. And on the Twitter, at TCOPod. Whilst you're listening to Sunday Friend and find us on Twitter, Jamie, where else could you find us? Looking at penises on TV. Absolutely. Whilst on the Instagram at TCO Pod. We're also on TikTok at TCO Pod. Go and watch the Chesney Hawks video with Jamie because it's fucking fantastic. And you can also find us on LinkedIn at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please go give us a follow and connect with us there. Share our shit everywhere. You can also come down to our deliciously, cruxly, deliciously gorgeous and wonderfully incredible little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. All the shows are on there. All of our us are on there. All of our affiliations and sponsors are on there. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters, subscribe to us. Tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. But most importantly, hey, Macarena. Hi. We do love the Macarena. One thing before we move on with our friends. If you are on our beautiful, sexy, spankity, zippity website, www.chroniclesofpodcast.com, you will see in the corner right there is a little tab that says shop. Click on there and you will find four incredible T-shirts. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah. Three T-shirts. I can't count. You'll find three incredible T-shirts and one hoodie. Go and check them out now. Purchase a T-shirt and represent your boys. Do it now. Right now. You've got our logo T-shirts, one we wear, we wore at the live show. You've got the Treacher's Pet T-shirt, you've got the Rihanna T-shirt, and you've got our incredible hoodie. Go check them out right now. And now we will say a thank you to our friends, because every single piece of music you hear on this show is delivered by one man. That man is singer-songwriter Mr. Matt Roberts. Go check him out on Spotify. Find his latest single, Perfectly Blue, right there. Give it a listen. Share it to all of your friends and family because it's incredible. And then go follow him on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music and tell him we sent you. Because, you know, why not? Just tell him we sent you. He'll appreciate the love. And, of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Stay Cozy Clothing himself, Braden Barry. Go on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone you can find whatever you like on there hoodies t-shirts jogging bottoms caps like that wonderful one mr stevens is wearing right there add whatever you like to your basket and then when you're done head on over to the checkout and put in that discount code the chronicles get yourself 10 percent off your order and hopefully in that basket we will find the sophie lancaster foundation collaborative t-shirt weirdo mosher freak 50 percent of the profits of that t-shirt go straight to the foundation which we appreciate massively as a podcast that represents both companies. It's wonderful to see these guys supporting these guys. And speaking of these guys, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, stamping out prejudice, hatred, and intolerance 
everywhere. We spread their message every single week because it is a message that means the absolute world to us. Head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com. Click on the hate crime tab, fill in that questionnaire. Yes, we're still asking you to fill in that question there because we want as much information as we can to send towards the courts to get this change done. It was Sylvia's work. It was Sylvia's dying wish to get the alternative subculture added as a strain of hate crime. And it should be. And we are not going to give up until it is. As me and Mr. Stevens quote, spoke about in our new year special we've got some great plans coming up for 2023 for us supporting these guys we've been talking to the foundation we've got some great plans coming up we cannot wait and also last week i discussed the issue that happened on loose women we have katie hopkins and goth baby and all that sort of stuff if you katie follow this katie Piper, what did i say katie hopkins no wrong one also a dick but wrong one katie piper go on to go to the sophie lancaster foundation social media they put out a beautifully well-worded eloquent status all about their thoughts and their feelings about it and it shows just how important it is for this attitude to change towards the alternative subculture because as i said those messages were broadcast to millions and that message could be taken seriously by so many people. And it is quite frankly, not the way. So if you could all do me a favor, head onto social media, find that post by the Sophie Lancaster Foundation and give it a share. Because there's people in your friends, there's people in your family that might not understand the importance of how much damage those words could do. So please help us spread that message and try and change this horrible rhetoric and what's the word I'm after here? Stereotype that comes with the alternative subculture. So if you could do that for me, my loves, I'd really appreciate it. So a massive thank you to them and a massive thank you to this handsome bugger over here for spending his time with this evening. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And ditto, of course. Ditto, of course. Jamie, another absolutely wonderful edition. Indeedy. I enjoyed it very much. 70 editions deep. Don't forget, you can find us at the Razor's Edge Rocks as well. Those interviews will be out next week. So keep your eyes peeled. Go follow the Razor's Edge Rocks on Instagram uh, and Facebook uh, and Spotify and YouTube. So make sure you do that at the same time as well. We'll be sharing those over our socials at the same time. And as for this week, we're going to see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.